test, okay. Hello, 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 hello. Mm -hmm. Let me let people know on Twitter, know that we are here. So how's everyone doing? We're just going to let people get in the room and then we will get started. It's always funny getting started when there's not a lot of people in here because you don't want to say too much because then when people come into the room, you have to repeat everything again. But you don't. You also don't want people just sitting around in silence just being bored. So let's see. Hold on a second. So, hope everyone's doing okay. We already got Gio as a caller. And uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this, actually, I should just play some music. I forgot I could just, like, uh, have a nice little waiting room with, with uh, music, but I don't have anything set up. But um, I haven't been watching any of the Marvel stuff after Endgame because I was like, I just don't want to do it. I'm bored with it. But uh, Q made a good point. He was like, this is called Media Masochist, so you're supposed to watch stuff that's uh, painful. And I haven't been watching like, any painful stuff. I refuse to watch all those new Star Treks that people kept telling me about. I refuse to watch any of those Disney Plus um, Star Wars stuff because it looked terrible. I didn't watch any Disney Plus Marvel stuff. I didn't watch any of the new Marvel movies. Actually, no, it's a lie. I watched um, Shang-Chi. It was okay, but uh, he was like, you know, he, he kept asking me to watch stuff. But I'm like, oh, no, I don't think I could do that. And he was right. I have to. The show's going to be called Media Massacres. I have to be an actual uh, Media Massacres. So I figured, okay, uh, maybe like once or twice a month, we'll talk about a Marvel movie. Uh, also, also on Tuesday, we're going to cover Jordan Peele's Nope. So come by for that. That should be that should be fun. Um, I'll be honest; I don't have high hopes for it because even though I really like Get Out, I have not liked anything else that he's been involved in either as a writer, um, director, producer. I've, I don't know if it was a fluke or what. I mean, I'll go in this with an open mind, but I'm, like I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm dreading the worst. But uh, yeah, so Tuesday come back come back for that make a reminder to yourself and um let me just check what q is real quick because i don't 
Okay. But um, yeah, let me just get to the callers in the meantime. But yeah, this is about this is about end game. I'll let you guys get started first. You know, while we wait for Q to come. So, Gio, if you're ready, I'm gonna take you now. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to wait for us to give our opinion or our review. You can just hop right in there and start talking. Um, that was not just for Gio, but for anybody who wants to talk. Hey, Gio, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm uh, pretty good. Pretty good. You sound pretty clear today. Oh uh, yeah, same one. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I've never seen any game actually. I, I like I've never seen Infinity War. I mean, I've only like seen like Civil War was like the last one I saw was like Civil War. Like I know all I know the podcast from Twitter. Like if you scroll Twitter, you can, like pretty much like know the movie. So yeah. You know what's weird about the movie though? I feel like the description doesn't really get the movie across. Like. I don't know. To me, it's kind of a batshit movie, but when people just say what happens in it, I don't think it really uh, conveys how batshit it is. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, so, like, all, all I know is, right, like, I, I, I sort of hate, like, the MCU as a product. Like, I don't like it. Like, I love, like, hero superhero stuff. Like, as a kid, I love, like, like Marvel shit. Like, I love, I love X-Men. I love Spider Man. I like I love all those like all, all those like comic book stuff, right? But like the MCU, like I just I never ever want to ever watch like anything from it. Like I don't I care about the TV shows. I don't care about the movies. I think it's boring. You never, I think, so so you never liked it even from the beginning, even like the first Iron Man, all that stuff. No, I saw the like... first Iron Man. Like I was a kid, I saw the first Iron Man. Like, I, was, I, was, I saw the first Iron Man. I saw. I mean, I think okay. Well, I, see, I saw uh, Civil War. I think, and I saw like Avengers. I, I saw those movies, but all the other ones, like it just it just clips in Twitter. Like, that's, that's, that's all I like. I've ever seen from those movies, clips from from Twitter or YouTube. That's it. Like I don't. I don't watch like the full on movies of any of any of the movies. And they look I, awful to me. They look bad to me. So. I never thought like they were super high art, but I don't really think any superhero movie is uh, super high art. Like, like no, I, but thought like... Were, I thought they were competent. I thought they were okay, but I really believe from Endgame on, they have uh, like I thought they were kind of people were exaggerating how bad they were. Like I don't think they were great, but I don't think they were as bad as people were saying. But I honestly believe that they have become as bad starting from Endgame forward as everybody who hated them always claimed that they that they were. Like I really um I really did not like Endgame and um the clips I've seen, the description I've seen of the other ones, they just sound like horrible to me. Uh but I I'm open to hearing other um opinions. So you tried none of them since um since what? Like, when, what was the last one that you've uh, actually? actually oh yeah, like I've seen. Actually, no, yeah, I actually. Yeah, I like Spider Man movies, so I've seen all the Spider Man movies actually. Like that, I will see it. I was, I've seen all of them because, I, 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 except the last one, because that's one kind of like looked bad to me. I was like, it looked, it looked horrible to me, so I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't watch that one. But I've seen all of the other three movies, and like two movies, two movies, and like, and like I just, I like Spider Man, so like I'll watch it. Like it's, it's, it was okay. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like hate it, but like all the other ones, I've never, I've not like wanted to watch any of them because I don't think they're good movies. Yeah, well, well, you know the thing with the Spider-Man ones that they're. 
kind of Marvel movies, but from what I understand, they're kind of joint ventures with Sony. I think Sony might actually do uh, a lot of the heavy lifting on those as well. So those don't even really count as pure Marvel movies anyway. But hey, Q, how's it going? Hey, what's Welcome. up? Sorry to... You didn't, you, sorry, no, you didn't miss you much. Could... Okay, no, what? Oh, you're talking about our show, bro. Of course I missed a lot. Um, <laughs> you don't, don't understand it like that. But uh, yeah, no, so, sorry about that. Uh, the, we, we've got a pretty heavy storm here, and uh, my power got knocked out. So I'm on my... I'm calling in from my phone rather than my uh, my desktop setup. Sorry about that. It's all it's all good. Um, yeah, we didn't say much yet. We were just talking about... Uh, Gio was talking yeah. about how he was not too crazy about Marvel movies from uh, Jump, that he was never a believer in them. He was not a... Um... I, mean, I, 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 mean, I like superhero movies. I like that. But, like, it is the cootie cat left in my world. I don't know why. I just feel like... Don't feel the need to ever watch a, a product like a, a one movie. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. I think, I think like... Um... Like somebody who was super into comics, like I was, uh, like I always wanted like there to be uh, superhero movies. I don't know that I ever wanted this many, but like ever since I was a kid, I was I was like, oh man, it would be so cool if they made a Spider-Man movie, or it'd be so cool if they yes, yeah, me they too, yeah, movie. yeah. And then like, like I love like, X-Men, well, yeah, yeah. You, you had the you had the like the headcanon bad casting in your own head, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, so like, you know, you, you were always like, oh, you know, um, you know, Iman, Iman should play Storm, or Angela Bassett should play Storm, like that. You'd have those little, you'd have those like arguments with your friends as to like who would be the best character. So like when um, when when they finally made X Men, like I wasn't, I'm oh, sorry, no, I shouldn't even say X Men. Like Blade was really the the progenitor for all that, but Blade was also uh, like a, a much lesser known Marvel property than X Men or the. I wouldn't even say Avengers because Avengers wasn't even, I don't think, their top property, uh, especially like towards the 90s. It was really like X-Men and Spider-Man. And um, yeah, yeah. when 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 the X-Men movie came out uh, and they like they cast like Scott Marston as Cyclops and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I was like, who? Like, who, who are these people? The only the only recognizable, the only real recognizable name was um, was Halle Berry. Uh, at the time, like Funko Jansen hadn't really done a whole lot. Uh, after Goldeneye, so she was like she was kind of known, but she was kind of like a Mila Jovovich type of actress, where she had like one really big breakout role, and then everything after that was just kind of, you know, like treading water. Um, and then Anna Paquin, she was, uh, I think the first movie I saw her in was was this movie called The Piano, and I'm pretty sure she won an Oscar for it as a child actress. So I thought Anna Paquin as Rogue was really out of place because in the comics, Rogue was like like her late twenties, early thirties, like she wasn't super young. Um, and it felt like they were replacing Jubilee with Rogue's character. Cause Jubilee was always sort of Wolverine's protege, always the one that kind of, you kind of treated like a little sister. Um, whereas Rogue was like this, you know, this really sort of like voluptuous, powerful Southern Belle who had uh, accidentally stolen Miss Marvel's powers. So I was, I don't know, I wasn't that jazzed about it, but when I saw it, I was like, Hey, you know what? It's not great. It's not terrible. It's it's an actually an okay film. It's a good start, given that. Yeah, I like um, X-Men. I love X-Men. Yeah, the super the superhero genre hadn't really like found its legs yet, and also the fact that yeah. it, was by, it was written by David Hayter, who um, he played he, he was the voice actor for Solid Snake in the Metal Gear series. So I was also kind of hype about that. I was like, Yo, wait a second, this guy actually writes movies too. And then I found out he was in the the like the straight to DVD Guyver movies, like the, the the Japanese anime Guyver had some like. Uh, westernized live action films and he played Guyver 
So that was, that was kind of cool also. So it was, I don't know, like it wasn't to me the greatest film, but it had, had a lot of, <clears throat> like a lot of nerd appeal to me. But um, when Iron Man came out, that was kind of like next level. It was like, okay, so they're actually taking this seriously. Like there's, there's actual backing behind these films because Iron Man was a good movie. Like it was, yeah, it was. I think kind of, yeah. I liked it. I, I would say Sp- Spider-Man was like the sort of like the breakout for the superhero genre. But Iron Man, yeah, it was good. I think it was like it was to me probably like the first sort of serious superhero movie. Like it was a superhero movie that was grounded in reality somewhat. Where Spider Man was, I mean, hold on, yeah, Spider Man was. Well, that was Batman. That was Batman, though. That was like Batman, right? Wasn't that like the first one? Begins like the first like comic book movie they made that was like grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Batman Begins movie I thought was uh, was really good, also, except for you know Bruce Wayne's voice and. Some of the uh, the elements of Gotham, but I thought it was otherwise good. But yeah, Iron Man to me was like that was the the tipping point. I was like, okay, they're really starting to take this shit seriously now. And I, I don't know, I just I found that the quality just kind of like it went up and down. Like Iron Man, I thought was really good, but then um, after that, they what was it, Captain America that came out of it, or was it Iron Man two? I don't remember. But I remember that they it got, was. Uh, I think Hulk was supposed to be like you know, remember the Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah, the one that what's, what's, you forget. Yeah, with Edward. Yeah, Trump. it was supposed to be like part of like the like the infusion. Like like they had they had like Iron Man at the end of the movie. Yeah, that, that, really, like, that, uh, really dragged, that really dragged the whole genre backwards. I thought, and then uh, there was you know then they had like Captain America, Thor, and um, uh, it was Captain America, Thor, and there was another one in, in rapid succession. And I thought, no, I think Avengers uh, came afterwards. Okay? Yeah. After yeah, Captain America, then came Avengers. I think. Or Iron Man Two. Yeah, the Avengers film. I thought, like, I was like, okay, so I'm not. I wasn't the biggest Joss Whedon fan, and I also wasn't a fan of some of the, like, you know, Joss Whedon. You know, Joss Whedon dialogue when you hear it. So I wasn't really too keen on that, but I thought, as as a like as a blockbuster superhero film, not a whole lot else you could ask for. Like I thought, you know, even even by the standards of Okay, so on the one hand, I'm somebody who loves comic books. I uh, was like always like jonesing for comic book movies throughout my childhood, my teenage years. But then as an adult, I'm also like, okay, but I also I, I do take movies seriously now, so I, I can't not notice the flaws. But I was actually like satisfied with the Avengers. I thought it was a really good film. But I think people kind of um, overplay how good Marvel movies were up through Phase Three. The quality was really up and down, like. There was the, the the complaint that these like uh, these villains would just pop up in each movie just to be like knocked down and killed and never heard from again and were completely inconsequential to the to the greater universe. So I I I, I don't really buy people saying that Phase Four was where Marvel lost its way. I think there was always the signs of that throughout. Like there were always there there were always films that were only halfway good and, oh, and no, mostly like... mediocre. Yeah. I think Phase Four has has, has less like known heroes, right? It has like like a fake Captain America and like and Miss Marvel and uh, who else? What am I missing? And like Shang Chi, like like they're not, not well known heroes, so like no one no one actually likes them. No, I, I think really no no I don't know if that's totally true because uh, it's not as if Guardians of the Galaxy were a super well known property when that film came out either i think when people heard that they were going to release the guardians of the galaxy movie it was just like who 
and and me who like knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. I was like, yeah, that's, this is Europe. that's an. I was like, that's an interesting choice. I I, I don't really, I, I I the only the only um connection that I thought Guardians of the Galaxy would have, or like what they would be teasing, or or like the reason that they would have the Guardians of the Galaxy introduced into the MCU, is was a roundabout way of um getting Adam Warlock into <clears throat> getting Adam Warlock into the um into the universe. Which is what I thought they were going to do for um, the Infinity War. Like I thought, I thought they would have introduced the Adam Warlock character, and they even teased Adam Warlock at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two, but they haven't done anything with it since. So I, I don't know that uh, it, it's just a matter of introducing superheroes that people don't know and don't really care that much about. To be honest, like Iron Man wasn't even that popular a character at the time that that film was released, and like yeah, Iron yeah, Rob made the role. Yeah, Iron Man's current popularity is mostly due to the Iron Man MCU films. I would say that, like, during that time, Iron Man and most of the Avengers, uh, most of the Avengers members, were not all that popular um, with uh, M- with uh, Marvel Comics readers. Yeah, so, I think X Men were the big ones, right? Yeah, so I'm saying, like, I, I think when people say that, oh, you know, people don't know these heroes and don't really care that much about them, that's a bit of a cop out because it's not as if they have I mean, to take. It's not as if they haven't been able to take unpopular heroes and unpopular teams. Or I shouldn't say unpopular, but like lesser well-known heroes and teams, and then do something really creative with them. I mean, Eternals exists. Uh, see, it's when they start getting into okay. I I I was never a real big fan of like space-faring Marvel, so in no. the. Uh, in the okay, so in the seventies, you had like the um, throughout the like the late sixties to early seventies, you had a couple of different uh, directions that Marvel took, and I wasn't really a fan of either of them. One was like the uh, you know t- turning the like t- tuning down the uh, superhero into like almost like an everyman, not like a Peter Parker type of everyman, but like a blue collar worker. Like they even had a superhero that was a trucker. I forget what the guy's name was, but like they had a, they had a hero in the universe that was like a long haul trucker. Um, they also had, for whatever reason, they kept inserting the character Rick Jones into everything. I'm like, who exactly is Rick Jones supposed to relate to? He was like, I'm pretty sure he was Captain America's sidekick for a while, and he was he was the Hulk's sidekick for a long time, and sort of his like, I don't know if it's like his comic foil, but basically like a reminder of Bruce Banner's humanity. So they they always had these like almost sort of blue collar working guy self insert characters that I wasn't a big fan of. And then the other side of that was trying to ride the um Star Wars wave and get into like spacefaring Marvel, which is where like Cyclops' father turns out to be this like space pirate uh Corsair and uh you know Professor X has this romance with Lilandra and the Shi'ar Empire. Uh that you have like the brood um that like crashes into the Marvel universe right after the aliens film becomes popular. So I was never really a big fan of that stuff, but I kind of did like the Adam Warlock character, if only because like it kind of introduced um. you to the it introduced you to like sort of like the the higher powers that um, ran the MCU beyond Galactus. So whereas Galactus used to be the, the like the consistent existential threat, uh, through Adam Warlock, you you got to know characters both on the uh, on the magic side that were like beyond the powers of Doctor Strange to handle. And you also got to understand like the cosmic entities like uh, Ego and uh, you know Ego the Living Planet and Epoch his off like his offspring that hung out with Nova 
and all, all these other like strange characters. But yeah, the whole like in, I don't know if like introducing spacefaring into the MCU was was the best idea, because then what does it do for the grounded reality that Iron Man started off with? Like, how do people on a day to day basis cope with the fact that like they could be invaded by aliens at any moment? How do you even it, it, and the, the the ridiculousness of it, I think, really hit me um, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness when, in the opening act, Doctor Strange and Wong are fighting this extra-dimensional entity, and it's like it's it's, it's a knockoff of Shuma Gorath, which was also like one of the most sort of like Lovecraftian and fearsome uh, demons in the in the Marvel universe. But they're they're fighting this extra-dimensional entity that looks like a, a an octopus centered around a giant eye and people are just like looking out of their balconies and, and watching it. Like they're watching, like, I don't know, uh, like an air, like an air show, you know, like a 4th of July air show. And I was like, There's, I mean, I kind of get how after you've faced X amount of interdimensional threats that that just becomes a new normal that people adapt to. But even that was a little bit too casual for me. Like it, it just, it kind of, it kind of seems like the only people who actually matter in the MCU at all, are just the heroes and everybody else is just NPCs watching the heroes do their thing. That's, that's what I'm really not liking about the current MCU. And I think that's, that's one of the criticisms that people have missed is just like, it went from a relatively realistic universe to now one where like there, there's just no rules. There's, there's no Wait, so like rules for people to follow. There's no limitations to powers. Everything is an existential threat. And they've expanded the scope of the universe so far, but they haven't really done the work to make us care about that expanded universe. So, like, you, like, like the ultimate version of, like, the MCU, but hate, but, but, hold on, but, like, but, like, like the original, like, version of the MCU? Uh, even the ultimate MCU. Yeah, like, the ultimate version. To the same... Yeah, even the ultimate MCU fell victim to the exact same problems that the regular MCU had. And I'll tell you, um, I blame that 100% on crossovers. So, like, it used to be that if you wanted to follow the ultimate MCU, you could pick, like, Ultimate Spider-Man. And then Ultimate Spider-Man's comic books were, for the most part, self-contained during its early run. And then gradually, you started to see, like, the Avengers bleed into um, the events that would happen in Ultimate Spider-Man. And then the Avengers and X-Men kicked off their little beef. And then next thing you know, like four years into the Ultimate Universe run, now you have to follow every single Ultimate title to really make sense of what's happening in the universe. And I think that that was a problem. Every single comic company runs into that. Like DC ran into that and they had to resolve their problems with the, uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earth. You could do. Um, Marvel, right, well. like the, uh, the 616 universe, ran into that exact same problem. Um, I, I think they tried to deal with it with Secret Wars. Um, and, and, and then the like, ultimate resolution so far has been like the, uh, the, the melding of the 616 and the ultimate universe. But the, the problem is that like, they, they've, they've, they've done two, they've made two fatal mistakes. One is that they, they don't know how to create handoff legacy characters without in a way destroying the original characters. Like, like Tony Stark is still way too popular to hand off his legacy to a nobody like Ironheart, and uh, I mean, Thor, next movie. Yeah, and, and Thor is still Thor, even though Thor was not one of the most, he wasn't the most popular MCU character by a long shot. Even his uh, remote popularity 
was still too high to just introduce uh, Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor. So I, I think their their problem is that they haven't really known how to make the the correct handoff. Where I think that's something that DC has almost perfected in a way, and they still they're still able to incorporate their legacy characters in with their original characters in such a way that it pays homage and respect to the original characters. So like Batman, for example, has a whole ass bat family, but um, you know, Damian Wayne and Dick Grayson and uh, even like Jason Todd and the entire bat family, like them existing hasn't lessened the, the impact of Bruce Wayne on the DC universe. If anything, it kind of strengthens like how much of an impact he has on the people around him that he, you know, he, he in, in, like, he's, he's almost like, uh, I don't know exactly how to put it, but he's like a magnetic character in that he draws people to him. And even though he's oftentimes just a, a really shitty person to be led by, they, the whole Bat family cares about each other in such a way that, like, it is in many ways its own self-contained story. I don't think Marvel has really figured out that formula. Okay, um, I want to get moving because there's uh, other people waiting, but uh, thanks, Gio. All right. Um, Also, um, I think we should keep it focused on the actual Endgame movie because then it might just become a little bit too uh, sprung. Oh, yeah, my bad. Well, I'll make the same mistake that the MCU did. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, hey, hey, Stuart, if you uh, don't mind unmuting. Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. How's it going? Perfect. Good. How are you? Uh, p- pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Yeah. You got me in here with that bait uh, tweet about whether uh, end end game was actually good, and just no. It, well, I've never felt more disconnected from my fellow man than <laughs> in the, watching the uh, the portal scene uh, in theater when everyone is hooting and hollering, and I'm like, who's who's coming to that portal? Like it was just it's it was too dark, too much shit was going on. Wait, and I think, you're talking about you're talking about that scene where it basically was the big giant end fight. Yeah, at the very end, where all the oh yeah, that thing gave me yes. a seizure. Yeah, that thing was. Yeah, was it's horrible. like you can't you can it's it, well and even all of the fight afterwards, it's all this like because just because of the VFX shit with the overworkedness they have them on. No, when I when I heard to yeah. your left, I was like, oh, I was like, oh god, here we go, fan service. Also, yeah, the yeah. hammer shit could have been handled so much better. You knew that was coming, but it like you should, they should have had it where Thor is like reaching for his hammer and trying to grab it, so that when the the hammer is moving, you think that's him, and then it flies past him and goes to 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 Captain. They could have hand, handled that a lot better, but it was and also like, I have so many criticisms. Like one. The Marvel movies do not know how to handle power scaling. Like, it's the reason Thor and Hulk had to be off-world for Civil War, because they don't know what to do. They wouldn't have known what to do with them in that fight. It just, it's basically, it would have just been the Thor versus Hulk fight. Um, the, thing, the thing with that that final fight when I was watching it first, I don't know when, when but at some point, I think it was around Black Panther, like the VFX mm-hmm. started getting progressively worse with every Marvel movie, even though they were spending the same amount. I don't know why, but if you look at Iron Man it's... 1 and look at and look at Iron Man in the later movies, like, he looks like a cartoon in the later movies. Like, I don't know yeah. how they... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with that in the later movies, they started doing a lot of, like, second-guessing of their own VFX stuff. So it's like... They'll say, well, this scene is going to happen here. Like, you saw it in the Thor trailer, where there's a lot of stuff that happens 
where they're like the reason why like Thor, like Loki's in a suit and Thor's in like a hoodie and shit. And in the trailer, a lot of the scenes you see in the movie happen where they're like just in like a city street. But then in the movie, they're on like the coast of Norway or some shit. Because basically up until like sometimes a day before the movie goes out, you'll have like producers and execs going, actually, we should change because of like some sort of response we got from yeah. pre-audience. We should change it to this. Yeah, the article actually mentioned something about that. How to keep oh, it, yeah, they did, didn't sending they in changes in, uh... all the way to the end. Yeah, like, so the, the VFX artists like, are... Uh... I was gonna say, ahead, I'm pretty sure Sorry. that happened in Thor Ragnarok, where um, the the moment where um, Hela shatters Thor's hammer in the trailer, mm-hmm. it looked like it was taking place in some yeah some street street, but in yes, the that's, film, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. On the cliffside, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. And that's why they like their clothes in the movie. Their clothing looks so stupid and out of place because he's in a like Loki's in a full black like full like skinny suit. Thor's in like streetwear, but they're in the middle of like modern day Norway talking to their ghost like uh dad so yeah no that's the thing it's like the 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 VFX artists are so overworked where they're like they're they're re-editing entire backgrounds and scenes like really really last minute so that's why it's starting to look shittier do you ever get this you ever get the sense where like you're watching a, a battle take place this happens a lot in the action scenes but sometimes it does happen even in the slower scenes where you're watching the action take place and you're like these are people that are just making gesticulating motions at each other in front of a green screen. Like mm-hmm. nothing is actually happening. This this looks. How, how it's the it's it's the, the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman effect. Now all the Marvel movies do it now. But when I first saw the Gal, like it's it's the specific thing where she brings her like bracers together, and that like it makes that like it's hard to for, to like explain it. But like yeah, she yeah, has yeah. those like that, bracers. That, 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 She'll bring them together. Yeah. And it does like a discharge. Every time she does that in the movie, it, you can't see any weight behind it. You can almost feel her pull back before she hits her hands to arms together because yeah. it would hurt if she actually hit it at the speed she should be doing. Um, and now all of the Marvel fights are like, where it doesn't, there's no, there's the weight is in a lot of That final fight, well, the Black Panther fight, uh, the CGI one at the end where they're falling into that. Uh, tunnel mm-hmm. felt totally weightless and well specifically weird. it's not just a tunnel because i groaned so hard in theater when yeah. i realized it that the entire last fight is taking place on an underground railroad oh i didn't even catch that part oh that's horrible <laughs> because that's what horrible. in the beginning yeah. of the movie they were showing the all of the mines and shit and there's trains whizzing past and i'm like why the fuck are there trains and then in the last uh. scene they're fighting on a fucking railroad track in, oh, that makes sense. Undergr- yeah, I was thinking subway, but yeah, underground real. Yeah, oh, that's that's horrible. Because well, uh, you, uh, you don't immediately get it because they're like suspended trains, so it looks more like a subway or a tram. But the fight is actually on railroad tracks. Oh, like, that's so heavy. That's so heavy-handed. Fighting over the fate of uh, uh, global uh, black diaspora, fighting for the fate, and they're on underground railroad tracks. <laughs> Yeah, wow, I groaned really... so hard in the theater. I probably looked that's, like a huge racist. That's so heavy-handed. It almost becomes unobvious because because you just don't want to believe yeah. it'd be that that heavy-handed. Be, but but you know um, the that fight at the end of Endgame reminds me mm-hmm. of when those toy commercials when the when the kids mm-hmm. are just mashing their toys together. Those mm-hmm. you know like exactly. in the after school cartoons. It looked like if you gave those kids. Uh, 
two hundred million dollar budget to smash the toys together, and that's why yeah. it uh, it it felt like. And the thing that was like so weird. I mean, I, I know you guys suspend disbelief, but it was just so dumb to have everyone just show up all at once at the same time that like they were coming from down the street. Like they were yeah, just snapped yeah. back into life, and somehow how? F- I mean. I mean, some yeah. on a basic level, so much of this movie makes zero sense, right? Like, first off, why make the stakes that big if you're just going to wrap it up that simple? Because you break the whole fundamental universe for so unnecessarily, right? Like, like you could have just had them uh, snap half of, half of the universe out of existence for, like, a week and bring them back, and it would have just as much effect. Like, But five whole years everyone should be traumatized horribly like all the remaining movies should just be about nothing but everybody just fucked up like but if you're gonna just make everything normal at the end and you're gonna move forward where people are just chilling like like it was just um 9-11 or something you know what i mean yeah. like, do you know the environmental impact of that many people just poofing back into existence not only the environmental impact of them disappearing but then five years later having all of those people reappear and, and, and also feed them again and also it would be way yeah all the infrastructure would rot, rot away then you have to like suddenly ramp it back up again but mm-hmm. also it won't just be half the population dying because i mean they made it so simplistic they made it seem like hey everybody died everybody's back hey no harm no foul we're back where we started but no every half of the pilots piloting half of the planes in the air mm-hmm. would have poofed out of existence so basically half of the what commercial... happened if you poofed out of existence while you were in a plane that's what i'm saying half, half of the pilots in the air at the time of that thing would have <laughs> poofed out of existence so that means um, half of all the airlines would have had crash planes. So in addition to the um, yeah. 50% that died, half of the airlines, half of the uh, air travel would have died. On the road, half of the drivers in existence would have poofed out while driving. So suddenly, all the accidents that would have happened around the world, so even... So I would say on top of the 50% what that poofed out of existence... What happens if someone is standing in the spot you poofed out of? Yeah, exactly. What happens if someone's standing in the spot? What happens if you're in a car, you're driving, and your whole family's in the car, and you're the one that poofs out while driving, and then that car smashes into another car, so then you lose that whole family. When that guy poofs out, poofs back into existence, you know, his whole family's his whole family's dead. He comes back to nothing. Like they made it seem like nobody died from half the population poofing out, yeah. except for just the people that poofed out. When really, I think three quarters of the universe would die. From uh, half of half of it, so when you came back, you still have twenty five percent of the population um, gone from a various bunch of bunch of ways. If you th- if you just think of the butterfly effect of all yeah. the people poofing out and the things that they were doing at the time that they um, poofed out, it would have been um, ridiculous. And I'm like, if you're not ready to handle stakes that big then don't do them like is this is this really i don't know it's ridiculous well that's that, that that goes into my whole thing about like power scaling is they aren't ready to handle stakes that big so a good example is the like the girl power scene they do with uh, uh captain marvel where she's got the the hand the like the the gauntlet and all of the other female uh marvel characters show up and it's a good scene but one they've made captain marvel so powerful she doesn't need any of those people to help her out but two, Mantis was there helping him. 
in the comic, the comics understood power scaling. If Mantis joins that fight, Mantis dies. Mm. That's how they power scale. Is when you go when you have someone that like that big of a differential in power and it's that serious, characters die. Marvel doesn't want to do that because they always want to bring these actors back and stuff. So everyone has to basically survive except for the one person who's going to die to bring the narrative uh, forward and because their contracts up. Yeah, that's that's another thing that I, was, I thought was ridiculous. Like uh, for all this talk about how Captain Marvel was so important that um, you know. Nick Fury has a pager. He's waiting all this time to bring her back. They had nothing for her to do, you know. And, yeah, and well, it's not that back, they had nothing. Yeah. She comes back, and then she's like, "Yeah, you know, I was busy doing stuff." It's like, wait, what were you doing all those years? Like, you know. And then you come back, you're like, "Okay, I'm leaving again." And then you come back five years later, and it's like, "Okay, so what was the point of mm-hmm. the big?" Like, they didn't think anything uh, through. It was very weird. But yeah, you know what? Can I can I add one more thing to that? Go ahead. Yes. Which is that, okay, so like, um, if you watch, for example, um, uh, Black Widow, right? Uh, or even, oh no, not just Black Widow, but also like Hawkeye. Uh, nope. Did we lose you? Did we lose you? What, what happened? What about Hawkeye? <laughs> he left us on a cliffhanger. See that? Yeah. Um, while waiting for it to come back, I was just going to throw out one more thing. I like the idea that uh, Steve Rogers just missed racism, so he just, he just yeah. wanted to stay back in the past. <laughs> so I don't like, think I will. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I, I missed out on all this good racism. There was a good period of segregation that I missed, and I want to go back to it. I, I just like the fact that he just stayed in the past and did nothing. <laughs> just yeah. Well, just... there's a very good skit where, uh, like, someone ex- where like a villain is about to nuke a city, and that villain has to explain Hiroshima to Captain America because he would have frozen before that happened. Oh yeah. Oh god. It, it, there's so many weird things. Like, first off, they established that that Lady Peggy married someone else shortly after the war, so that mean that Captain America had to come in and just break up a happy home. Yeah, we had to be that guy. Take your... Yeah, yeah, cuck him and take him. So like, it just ruins a lot of. And then and then have us have a relationship with that that girl later in, for in in the future. Yeah, like, kind of flirt with her a little bit. Yes, yeah, but it's bizarre. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'll let Q make his final point, but also we have a long queue, so let me um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no let Elizabeth through. But uh, thanks. Uh, hey Q, so you, you have the point you wanted to make. Is your audio working yet? Um, uh, okay, I think Q's. Oh, there we go. I see something happening. Oh, yeah. Not sure Not sure what happened there. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how I got booted. But, yeah, I was, I was trying to say, okay, where did I – never mind. I'll just repeat what I said, which is that, like, um, you yeah, know, if you get snapped out of existence, you know, not only is it uh, just a consequence for the living, if you're a pilot or a nuclear plant engineer or somebody who has an essential function, but when you reappear – as, as the uh, like the Disney Marvel movies have shown, you reappear in the exact place you were when you were snapped out of existence. So if, if you were like a pilot and you came back into existence, well, good luck. You're now 40,000 feet in bed air. Oh, wow, you're right. That's another great point. Yeah. Like, they weren't ready to think through any of this. So why do you just make the stakes so randomly huge? And not just that. Huge, yeah. where, can they, where can they go up from here? Like, you lost half of the universe for five years. Like, so, like, what can you possibly... Nothing even means anything anymore. Because if you make so the next thing even bigger than that, it just becomes just... Um, like, everything doesn't have to be... Like, if you look in the first early years of Marvel, like, the, for the first 10 years, there was probably, like, 
maybe one or two in the whole first 10 years universe threatening uh events like you know i think it was galactus i think galactus was the only one like in the 60s you know the words like okay this can destroy the whole planet everything else was i want to go over new york i want to uh rule the world or whatever now in comic books this is what marvel and dc every three months the whole universe is it's the most devastating universe ending threat and it's just like okay why does everything have to be this huge they don't even work up to it anymore. Like in the, no. in the Eternals, they they tried to they tried to cover this like you know this Earth uh, this this event that would have ended all, all life on Earth and destroyed the entire planet, but they didn't work their way up to it whatsoever. They tried to do it entirely self-contained within one movie. And like let's even take it a step let's even take it a step farther. So like you're snapped out of existence while you're on Earth while it's in transit around the sun, right? So if you're snapped back into re-existence, who's to say that the Earth is in the same position in the universe? Uh, who's to say that the Earth is in the same position in orbit that it was uh, five years, like five years ago? The Earth could be like on the complete different side of the sun uh, in, in uh, terms of its orbit. So you you could not only like end up 40,000 feet in midair with no plane, you could also you could also end up like reappearing in like the cold void of the uh, in the cold void of space because earth is all the way on the other side of the sun that, that movie made me really realize like the rooster brothers are kind of dumb and yeah. in the interviews a lot of things they say it kind of gets shown too like there's so many plot holes like captain america loses a shield he just shows up uh old hey i have a, I have a shield for you so like, how did you get get the yeah, shield again in the, in the past like, yeah. there's so many there's so many little the shield was destroyed the, in the back but yeah, hey rodney go, go ahead Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't want to. Go good, but okay. Sweet. So, uh, just question: Are have what what movies have y'all seen in the MCU? Like, did y'all start off with like Iron I, Man, First all, Captain I've America, uh, Adventures? I've seen all of them. Every single one. I I saw all of them up to um, all of them up to Endgame. All up to Endgame. Okay. Did y'all like them? Did y'all think they were generally good movies? <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought that they were good for what they were. Like for example, I didn't like the Christopher Nolan movies at all. I didn't like any of them. I just I don't like uh, superhero movies that are like ashamed of being superhero movies and they try too hard to be like deep or whatever. Like and the one thing I liked about well, Sam Raimi's I think was probably the first one that was like this, but um, I think they were even more so. Like they were felt totally unashamed to be superhero movies. Like, they put the people in costumes. They didn't... I mean, they didn't put them exactly in the same costumes as the comics, but for the most part, they were like, we're not ashamed to put 12 people on the screen at once wearing costumes. Like, there was no dumb lines, like, you know, in... Even though I like Bryan Singer's X-Men, I didn't like the, you know, little dumb lines, like, hey, what do you want to wear? Yellow spandex? Wink, wink, haha. You know, like, they were like, no, we're going to just put everybody in bright colors and act like it's normal and no one is remarking which is nothing i hate in movies when you you do the trope but you have the person oh i i hate to be the bearer of bad news but they actually did this in hawkeye like the hawkeye um, tv series oh oh no they did what we talk about the mask yeah. like oh oh yes yeah yeah I hate yeah, when yeah, you do yeah. That. like the, Haw- the hawkeye protege like he designed the superhero costume for hawkeye and he's like yeah i know that and it looked like the comics hawkeye He's like, I would never wear that. Oh, see, I I hate when they do, and, and this is why Phase Four is so bad. Uh, because 
I, I believe they would do stuff like that. But, but yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like that's um, why I like it. I, I didn't think it was great, but I appreciated that it was not ashamed to have fun and not ashamed of the source material. Gotcha. Because I mean, um, I can't speak for like Phase Four or anything after Endgame, but I can say pretty confidently, like from the first Iron Man movie to Endgame, I can say, especially with like a lot of the discourse that. Uh, the the Marvel the Marvel movies are are pretty good if not great and and honestly yeah I feel like they get criticized a bit too heavily like I feel like people kind of nitpick when they're going for arguments to why it's like a bad movie or how they get suspended from uh, the how they get out of like the realism or uh, maybe not the right word but how they get away from the movie like I feel like people try too hard to assert that the movie um, yeah that the movie is not um, doesn't do enough good work it doesn't keep you engaged enough. <laughs> Yeah, for for me, I would say that I was okay with all of them. Even the ones that people actually no, that's not true. The only one I didn't like before Endgame was Doctor Strange. I just could not stand how they depicted oh. the character. He just seemed like a very arrogant douche. And the whole point is, after he becomes Doctor Strange, he's supposed to be humble, and he was just as arrogant, like, like he was cheating to to uh, read the um, the the spells. And I was like, okay, that's not what Doctor Strange like. He's he he was basically House MD. Uh, but with, with powers. And even Hugh Jackman's voice sounds like ha- House MD. He does Hugh Laurie's American accent where you just make the... You mean, Cumber- you mean Cumberbatch? Oh, sorry, Cumberbatch. Yeah, sorry. Uh, even Cumberbatch's American accent just sounds just like Hugh Laurie's, like where he just... Yeah. Um, why wouldn't they... Make... Um, here's the other question, too. Like, why did they play him as a New Yorker and not just a guy from England? Like, it's, it's not exactly central to the character where he comes from. I mean... I just don't like Brandon Cumberbatch in general. I just don't. I, mean, I don't think he was cast right in the role. So I mean, yeah. I, when I just not have Brandon Cumberbatch is my question. But yeah, it's sad. Uh, it's a, it sounds like you don't like Sherlock. Uh, that? Well, that's the other thing too. Too is that like, and this is kind of what we were getting at uh, last time we had the conversation, which is um, now movie studios are doing fan casting for the fans, and I think just writing off of the success of Sherlock. Uh, that's kind of what what got him the role as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I would say that too. I mean, I don't really mind him in Sherlock. I think he fits he fits that role. Um, but um, yeah, I liked everything up until. But I felt like Endgame just required too much suspension of disbelief at once, and that there were just really really weird choices that didn't pay off enough in exchange for how much it took away. Like. Uh, it killed too many people for no reason, and then it did something. And I think this is a problem that is happening with comic books and comic book movies in general. There's this thing that they're doing, and I have a kind of conspiratorial view of it. But there's this thing that they're doing. I, I don't really read comic books anymore, but people tell me what happens in them. And they, they, they do this thing in the comic books too. I hear, right, where they keep killing and they keep making people into replacements of themselves. And like what I mean by that is like, okay. The Loki, you know, died, but now he's another Loki. This is 2012 Loki, and we're just going to yeah. put him back in like he's the same guy. Um, hey, uh, we, we killed Gamora, but now he's another Gamora. But she's um, old Gamora, and um, and comics have been doing this lately where they just, like, kill a character, and they replace them with, like, a multiverse version of them. Or uh, here's these latest examples, like, I heard of, right? And I didn't read these stories, so I might be butchering them, but... They, I, they I mean, but, um, with most of the X-Men you think too, that the Endgame deaths were warranted, though? 
Was that? Well, well hold, hold on. But, 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 but let, me, let me just finish my point, and then, then sure, I'll, sure. I'll get to your question. I'll, I'll get to your question, right? Uh, I heard in Spider-Man they did something called uh, Superior Spider-Man, where they had um, Doctor Octopus and Spider-Man switch bodies, and then Spider-Man dies in Doctor Octopus's um, body, right? So Doctor Octopus is walking around in Peter Parker's body, and then suddenly uh, they reveal that Peter Parker is actually alive in. Dr. Octopus's body, like his memories have like reformed and then it ends up taking over the body and I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. If Dr. Octopus has Spider-Man's essence in him in his mind and then he died and now suddenly he's saying Peter Parker's memories reformed and took took um, root in you know Peter Parker's body and took over again, how do we know it's actually Peter Parker? How do we know that the memories just didn't convinced themselves that it's Peter Parker. Like, who who then died in Dr. Octopus's body? Like, how can Dr. Octopus yeah. be alive and Peter Parker? And, and, and it sounds nitpicky, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting to something, right? Mm-hmm. So now you have Peter Parker you're, supposedly... What mm-hmm. I was going to say, what you're, what you're describing is kind of what uh, what's often called the transporter dilemma. But I'll, I'll, yep. I'll explain it afterwards, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It's exactly what I'm I'm getting at, right? Then with Captain America, they did this thing where they said, hey, Captain America is actually a Hydra agent, has always been a Hydra agent, right? And then they have this whole uh, story, I think it's called like Secret Something, Secret Invasion, Secret Empire, I forget what it's called. But the way it was explained to me, some magic girl creates a new Captain America from her memories of Captain America, and then that Captain America defeats the other Captain America, who's a remixed past Captain America. And suddenly, you're supposed to um, accept, hey, this this new Captain America that came out of some girl's memories, that's the old one. And and they do that a lot. Like They're, they're bringing like, time-traveled versions of people after killing the original one and saying, hey, this is the same guy. And I think what they're trying to do is, if the original person can become a replacement for themselves, and it, it doesn't matter, that opens the door for us to replace them later with like minority versions, female versions. Cause if Steve Rogers isn't even really Steve Rogers, it doesn't matter. Then what does it matter if you make him Falcon or someone black? Like even the old school white one is, is interchangeable. Like I think they're trying to do it to make the original characters almost replacement legacy characters. It's, of it's, themselves. it's like the, yeah, it's like the worst uh, way to go about uh, opening the door for legacy characters, which is basically to, invalidate the original character um, and sort of force people on board with the legacy character, but then bring the original character back and then hope that people are accepting. Uh... Yeah, like I feel like, I feel like the original character is not even firmly the original character anymore. Then who cares? Like, like who cares if you're replacing Captain America now if this one is just basically um, a bunch of memories of a Cosmic Cube or something? So... I feel like they're starting to do that now with the MCU. They're just making people into alternate or whatever versions of themselves. And this multiverse is going to make it even worse. They're just going to be swapping out, you know, replacing versions of themselves over and over again. So nobody matters anymore. I don't know. But Rodney, what were you going to ask? I think it's, that's why they finished the point before. I okay. Oh yeah, sure. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Like, I mean, and I guess it's not more of, it's more of just like speaking on the original topic, uh, like is Endgame good? Like, uh, just to give some background, like I watched, like, uh, I watched pretty much all the Marvel movies up from the first Iron Man up to Iron Man 2, Avengers for Thor, 
uh, Captain America to Civil War to Spider-Man to Infinity War Endgame. Like, um, I think Infinity War uh, is the part one of Endgame. I mean, it is, and I think it's a better movie, but I think Endgame is good. Like, um, the I know the, the conversations you were having with the last uh, speaker uh, talking about how uh, just kind of the issues with the powers of technology. Like, I, I mean, I could, this, to kind of go down to the nit, to this level, like, uh, you have to remember with, like, the glove, like, it's, like, a, it's power in of itself, so the person that's snapping the fingers has, like, a lot of control over what they can do. I think uh, they can account for, like, you know, making sure people are uh, in, like, places where they, like, have to be, or, like, you know, transporting people in a way to where, like, exactly 50% of uh, people will, like, die. I mean, um, and especially, like, when you see in other book movies where, like, you can see people in cars, that the car's being stopped, you can see in, like, other movies what happens when people got popped in. Like, I think the glove wear kind of uh, accounted for that. But, I mean... Also, like on that point, I think like wait, I mean, wait, it is wait, a fantasy wait, wait, movie. Wait, I want to ask a quick question. So, do you think the glove wearer also replaced all the um, third-party people who died too? Like as a result of the original deaths, like can the glove do that? I honestly don't don't know how the rules of glove glove work. So, I mean, like the uh, yeah, like it seems like uh like like uh it's a, this is not I think in the movie lore. Like after he after Hulk like snapped his fingers like. He was talking to one of the That's other Avengers. Awesome. Like, I tried to bring Scarlet Widow back. I tried. So it seemed like he had, like, you know, discerning power over, like, just what he was doing. So I feel like uh, I, I feel like that could have been accommodated, like, in his, like, decision. I mean, maybe, but I feel like if it requires the, um, if it requires the viewer to do that amount of work, then you're making the viewer do your job for you. That's my personal view. Like, my personal feel about that type of stuff is when the fans have to make that level of plausible um, uh, fan fan headcanon to make the thing work, even if it even if it ends up working, I don't think I think it's a failure of, of the of the writer pers- mm-hmm. personally. That's, that's my personal um, philosophy. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's fair. Go on. And like uh, and like the earlier point you guys were making about like the how com- how comics are kind of getting like uh, convoluted. And just like I think that a lot of the issue is just with like different writers who have had these uh, characters in different times and different issues. Like to kind of tie it into like the Batman like comic books, there have been a lot of iterations of Batman doing um, of Batman doing perhaps you'd think un Batman in Batman like things like Batman's infinite like or infamous like a no killing rule. There have been several times in the car- in the comic comic books where he's. Um, uh, unintentionally or kind of skated around that to, you know, break that rule. So there's a lot of, like, differences at different points and a lot of uh, additions to characters. But I think a lot of times, like, uh, like they're warranted. Or a lot of times they can be warranted. Like the Robins, for example. Like, uh, each of the four Robins that came out, they were... that got announced they were... They had their place in the story. Like it made sense for like the story for each of them to take like the mantle. I so see, if I I agree with you the Robins, but to me that's different than just killing and then just bringing back people who are the same person again. Like like uh, to go back to Q's problem with the transporters, like bringing different Robins, they're still each a person and it's the same person throughout. Like like for example, someone told me now that in X Men they have a resurrection machine, right? But mm-hmm. what resurrection actually means in these new X-Men comics is people die. When people die, they clone the body, and they have a downloaded database of the person's memories, 
And then they implant those downloaded memories into the new body. So that's not a real resurrection. You're just cloning and then just reprogramming a new person. Yeah. That TV show Invincible addressed that, where uh, one of the characters who was a, like a cyborg, he was actually like remote controlled by this like super intelligent young man, but he was also born into like a, a horrendously deformed body that was being kept alive artificially. So um, he wanted to like create a, a body that, that actually worked. And uh, the, there was these two villains that were like experts at cloning and they're telling him, Hey, like, you know, we can do this procedure for you, but you need to know that when you do this, like, you're not going to transfer your consciousness into this new body. You're just going to die. And this new body will take over your identity. Yeah. See, like, yeah. exactly. Let's talk about it. No, I'm saying that. Yeah. No, he, yeah. But, he, but his, his motivation was just like, I just, I just want to, like, I want like myself, I want my identity to exist in a, in a body that works. So he willingly like allowed himself to die so that he could have like his identity would have a body that works. So he knew that it was killing him off. And yeah, that's something that I just don't see in these comics. Like nobody ever really grapples with that question. This new, uh, this new person or this, like this, this refreshed version of the person that I thought died. Are they really that person? I mean, obviously the answer is no, because how, how then, if, if the consciousness dies with the original body, then how is this new person that? But I think I think the reason why they want they don't address that because I think they want people to not question that because I think they want to cheapen what it means to be the original character because if you do that right if if this clone can count as being Cyclops, then again, why can't a whole new person count as being Cyclops then? Like, I, I think they want to... Because I feel like a lot of these new creators and writers have a weird hostility toward the original characters and the fact that they're, like, you know, um, white, cis, male, whatever. And, and I think there's this kind of thing where it's like they just want to cheapen what it means to be the essence of the original character. Because it just seems too weird. Uh, like... Once or twice I could see, but they did it with a couple of individual characters. Now they're doing it for the whole X Men. Just from what I understand, just about every X Men now is like died. So yeah. So low key, without even saying anything, they've basically killed all the X Men. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, some of them are on then, the, are yeah, the third, their third like body. The of, yeah, it creates like the ship of Theseus problem. Like, are these really the X Men if all the original X Men have died? Ship of Theseus is a great, great. Um, Example. Oh, and uh, uh, sorry, I had to move on to the next person uh, because we're going too slowly through the queue. But you're welcome to come to come back up. Uh, so, Elizabeth, uh, feel free to unmute. Oh wait, Elizabeth uh, disappeared. It seems. Um, oh wait, here she is. I'll make you the next caller since she. Hey, hey, Elizabeth, how's it going? Hey, thanks. Sorry about that. I accidentally hang up, hung up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, talked to him gosh. about that. I've, I've said this so many times. I'm like, that button placement is so dangerous. Because the thing was, like, if I was, if I was hosting the room and the amount of times that I've hit the leave speakers button by accident, I would have ended this, this call-in room like three times. <laughs> yeah, they've got to come with their UI. Really. Um, it's really, uh, sorry, a, a huge thunderstorm just started where I am, and it's kind of captivating. But I will uh, try to focus on my thoughts. Um, I'm really interested in, so first of all, I think, like, the MCU is kind of genius, and it's 
like evil genius in particular, like it's really extraordinary how they've exploited um, just like general cultural loneliness and like a need to feel strong when we're made to feel weak in our day-to-day lives in order to generate like an extraordinary amount of revenue and attention. Um, and like what we're what we're talking about here with like characters dying and needing to bring them back and how stupid it is and how like Endgame itself is pretty stupid. <laughs> and I will say like I think that Endgame is fascinating because it both is like the um, ultimate <laughs> moment of what the MCU is like all about, which is like which seems to be building relationships between the characters and the audience, right? It's like the sense in which the MCU functions as like an alternative to parasocial relationships, where it's, you interact with the same characters again and again over a long period of time, and like you're so fucking lonely in your own life, but you have these like <laughs> uh, heroic uh, characters who who um, who you you build. I mean, because it's no secret that narrative function, functions in such a way where like you build relationships with characters. Oh man, right? what, but the MCU what you has saying, managed to serialize it. What you're saying reminds Sorry, me of. Did, did you see all those people um, saying that they were crying over the Black Panther trailer, which really kind of surprised me. Like, people were saying they were literally like shedding tears. And and stuff, and I was like, wow, like people really, really do feel like yeah. this is their family. And it doesn't surprise me, because like, who 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 reads like in the heyday of comic books themselves? Who like reads comic books, right? Like losers and outcasts, people who are lonely and who need these like serialized friendships. And like, I mean, I was one of those kids. I wasn't into comic books as a kid, though. I did get really into the MCU for a while. Um, but like, I was so into the Lord of the Rings and like the lore of all this shit, and like. I don't know. I think that um, the MCU does this, like by returning the same characters to us again and again, it's, it's, it's like getting its claws in you in like a really sinister and clever way and does develop these intense emotional attachments to the characters that go beyond what you can develop in like a single movie or a single series. If you develop this like entire universe of character recurring characters, then like that's, that's, that gives you an extra amount of power and influence. Um, oh yeah, and it, and it's, it gives you an extraordinary amount of money too, because people will put up with a lot of bad product. Uh, like I think they will have to do a long stretch of bad movies before it really starts um, affecting them. Because for all the complaints people have had about the last couple, like they've had more complaints than they've had yet, and it's only taken until the last movie for it to finally start having a financial effect. I think like Thor Love and Thunder had a huge 66% drop, um, you know, uh, from the first week, but that was after like, yeah, but that was like after several movies that people didn't like with the exception of, uh, no way home. I heard that one had a positive word of mouth, but if you take all the movies, and I don't think it deserved it. Like, yeah, I, thought, I mean, I thought No Way Home was, I, I didn't it, see it was a serviceable movie, but it, mm-hmm. like in its own universe, it broke it broke its own lore within universe. Yeah, totally. Um, and then on top of that, and then on top of that, like uh, the the Doctor Strange sequel, which Doctor, Doctor Strange, you know, besides Iron Man, um, Doctor Strange was the only MCU character that had any kind of relationship with Peter Parker, and Doctor like Doctor Strange basically in one scene and one little quippy scene of dialogue 
undid everything that happened at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. So they, they, they're not even taking their own product seriously anymore. Yeah, the extent to which the plots are just contrived and deeply stupid is getting, like, really out of hand. Uh, the last... I saw Multiverse of Madness, uh, and I saw No Way Home. Wait, the new one is No Way Home, right? Yeah, yeah, it's No Way Home. Yeah. And, and, and in both cases, the plots were just, like, dumb uh, in a way that they weren't necessarily before. Um, and, and didn't make sense and relied on, and relied on, like, really contrived stuff, like, Doctor Strange just not explaining the spell to Peter Parker, so the spell gets messed up halfway through. Like, there's just really stupid stuff that cause problems. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but, I haven't seen it, but what you described to me sounds like, you know, the same problem with, um, Endgame. I think Endgame had delivered so many like fist pump moments like people didn't notice them right so like what what you described even though i didn't see it reminds me of how a lot of end game doesn't make sense if you think about it for example there's this big hint that they give like oh um dr strange saw a million futures and he realized that he had to give thanos the thanos a time stone because this was the only way uh to make it happen there was some kind of major plan that he had that um you know so it seemed like he was giving up but he actually saw something and you know i think the ancient one says it says the same thing but then when the movie actually happens a rat goes across some kind of machine and gets um ant-man out and then it requires like um all these ridiculous coincidences and stuff to happen and like there's no way that could be what was uh like he would have to count on the one the universe hinged on a rat tripping over a lever yeah yeah that was that was the whole plan i was like did these guys even think of it when they wrote when they wrote the first movie like what the thing was gonna be like i just feel like these russos just kind of um we're just like hey we know whatever let's just yeah so much of it made made uh no sense but i think they know how to deliver action and big set pieces and nobody um just just noticed oh on one more thing, the whole thing with the Hulk, you know, they made it seem like um, changing the Hulk from the Savage Hulk to like the Professor Hulk between movies just robbed people of some kind of redemption for the Hulk. I thought that was kind of sucked where he just gets beaten by Thanos and acts like a little bitch hiding. And then that's the last yeah. you see of that Hulk. That's, they had a lot of weird choices like that. I just yeah, like, there was no, yeah, there why was did no, you do like, that? Uh, you, you skip forward to the resolution where he's Professor Hulk, but you don't really see how Savage Hulk and Bruce Banner were able to, like, even even if, even if you want to skip forward to Professor Hulk, at least give a throwaway scene or something that shows how, like, or something that leads up to it in um, in Infinity War, where Savage, Savage Hulk and, and uh, Bruce Banner are beginning to find out a way to reconcile their relationship, which is why I said, you know, when we were talking about the show um, earlier today, I said it seems like Endgame was written by a completely different, written and directed by a completely different yeah. team that didn't watch the first film and only got like a 15-minute summary of what that first film was like, verbally. Totally. I'm going to say one last thing before I give it back to Elizabeth, right? Uh, I just remember another example of the whole essence doesn't matter, everybody's interchangeable. Like, the Thanos that they get their big redemption against is not even the original. He's another person that's a different person. So they kill the Thanos that actually... Um, beat them the universe, uh, in the yeah. most, yeah, in the most unceremonious slapdash way. 
But somehow, as an audience, we're supposed to get some kind of catharsis or great feeling of redemption from them just killing, like, basically the teenage version, like, like who had nothing to do. Like, this guy well, doesn't even know what he's people... five. It was the five years ago Thanos, but the, here's the problem with that, though, is that, like, even... So, like, that Thanos uh, showing up, it's not as if that Thanos behaved like the Thanos from five years ago, because even the Thanos from five years ago, he might have seemed like a sort of cruel despot, but he at least, like, he was at least acting out of what he thought was in the in the, uh, the interest of the greater good. So he, he would kill, uh, he, he would kill without thinking about it, but he didn't kill unnecessarily. Like, he killed out of what he believed to be a necessity. And he didn't seem to really take any pleasure in it. It's just like he was killing He's like, I'm killing you because I have to fund the greater plan. But in the Endgame movie, like, especially when he's uh, talking to Captain America and basically just saying, like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe you out. I'm going to start over from scratch. Like, nobody will even remember you. It's like, so the, the Thanos that had just said to Tony Stark in uh, Infinity War, I hope they remember you, is... You can't tell me that for as long as he's lived and for as long as he's been trying to carry this plan out, he's going to go from, I hope they remember you, to I'm going to wipe everything out so they will never remember you. Like, it just it wasn't even the same Thanos. It, did, it, it, it wasn't personality-wise, but I mean, it would be like if you had a revenge movie, like a kung fu movie where, um, you know, this person kills your family, and then but then you get revenge at the end of the movie. The big payoff is against the alternate universe version of the villain. And it's like... How do you have any type of emotional resonance? What a weird choice. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Been talking too much. Let me get back to you. Oh. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um, what you're saying is really interesting. I mean, on the Thanos thing, um, it's interesting because it's like a younger version of the character, right? It's an alternate universe version, but it's like a younger version. So he's he's just like less wise, right? The the difference in the way that he treats Iron Man like shows his his immaturity in Endgame, right? Like the Infinity but it, but it was, version it was older Thanos, and wiser. It was Thanos from the it was Thanos from the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. I know, so I know. It was like a few years earlier. I know, it was only a few years ago. Yeah, I mean like don't get me wrong, the the endgame version of Thanos is like a worse villain and it is just like a bad narrative move to make your villain into like a dumber, less compelling, less interesting villain for your, for your final showdown. And, and, um, and it's the same person, but it's technically a different person. Like he didn't actually do the thing that they're getting revenge on him for. You know, it's like they're basically killing him for what he is going to do, which I just think has less emotional uh, oomph. Like, you know, he doesn't, yeah. remember killing, he doesn't remember killing these people. Yeah, totally. No, there's way more of an emotional connection with the Infinity War version of uh, Thanos. And it's disappointing that they, like, don't navigate that in a good way. The Hulk thing is also really interesting because, like, yeah, the Hulk's whole deal is man versus self, right? Like, that's the primary form of conflict in the Hulk story. And the part of his story where the, like, man versus self battle gets resolved happens between the movies. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they make a lot of weird stuff happen off the movies. And this, and this, I admit, is a nitpick. This is, I'm saying up front, I know it's a nitpick. But why did the Hulk have this kind of monster voice in all the other movies? But now that uh, Mark Ruffalo, mine, has taken over, the vocal cords are just Mark, Mark Ruffalo's vocal cords. He just sounds just like Mark 
Ruffalo. Like, why does he sound like the Hulk voice, but with Mark Ruffalo's cadence? Cadence. Like, yeah. They should have. No, have the thing is, the the, the he's sending a lot of sorry, Mark right? Ruffalo's voice. Like, it, it's not as if it's not as if um if they modulated his voice to sound more like the Hulk, it wouldn't be his voice because he was still voicing the Hulk as his, as other. Yeah, guy. exactly, exactly. But this meme they made it literally his human voice. And uh, yeah, Elizabeth, you were saying something. Oh, just he probably spent a lot of time in voice training. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like that's what he was doing between the movies. He was he was going to therapy and doing voice training. Uh, and uh, that's, I, that's probably what happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so Elizabeth, please, please give your final please give your final thought. Yeah, yeah I'll give just a final thought on Endgame. Sorry, I'm pouring soup into a blender here. Um, uh, a final point on Endgame. I just think it's so fascinating how like succeeded in concrete terms of like bringing the whole thing together rewarding the millions and millions of fans for like (laughs) everything that was invested but it's like not a reward right i mean uh endgame itself makes so much money it like proves the success of everything that it's done but has also finally reached it's just too big it's just too bloated like you can't continue to train your audience along because there are too many characters to follow. You have to retire characters now. And like Endgame is pretty bad because of it, right? I think they I think they broke too many of the can't make good movies anymore. It is Yeah, I think they broke too I think they broke too many of the toys. I think they they broke first of the five years, three quarters of the population wiped out thing. I think it's just too weird to just brush under the carpet going forward and it's just too much baggage for the later movies and and I think we've been seeing it now because from what I understand all the phase 4 stuff I haven't seen uh, any of it yet except for Shang-Chi but it's all like uh, it's either one of two things it's either about trauma and someone getting over the trauma of that, that so it's hanging over the remaining movies like a bug or it doesn't mention it at all like, like Shang-Chi where these people are just walking around in a world where half the people were gone for um, five years and no one really talks about it. And everyone, you know, every single room, every single conversation should be like, uh, oh, so so-and-so here was one of the people who was uh, disappeared. They should have a name for them, you know, like, uh, and, and it's like, they don't really act like that. Like suddenly like, you know, youngest, youngest siblings are going to be older than their older siblings. It's going to be like just a weird world. And, you get to brush over that in all the remaining movies and just act like nothing happened. And I just, that's yeah. just weird to me. Yeah, absolutely. They break the yeah. overall narrative structure of like the whole universe. And it just like stories don't really work in that universe anymore. It just, it, for like all the reasons that you're saying. Um, okay. I'll stop talking now. Thank all right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Appreciate your th- you too. I appreciate your uh, call. Elizabeth, it's always a pleasure. I don't know if, uh, see, uh, a couple of weeks ago on uh, the show that I do with Glenn, I, uh, you know, we, do you remember, do you remember um, way back in like 2000, I want to say it was like 2004 or something, there was this dude that uh, at an Al Gore speech, uh, like he got up and, and started asking him a bunch of questions about like the skull and Oh, and don't, and don't tase me, bro. Don't taste me, bro. Yeah. yeah. So the don't taste me, bro guy is apparently like an Alec Jones freak, and uh, he, you know, he he came on as a caller and was just like saying all kinds of like bizarre shit. And, uh...
and uh, Elizabeth was like the caller right after him and just <laughs> completely just like annihilated. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway. First of all, it's, it's yeah. like a celebrity appearance. Like, <laughs> did you yeah, get that? Yeah, that's that's I hilarious. Like, I didn't find out until after the fact, and then I was like, wait. So, but he made a movie called Anti Wiped. So whatever. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's, what's going on? What's up, Rory? Hey, how's it going, guys? So uh, pretty good. Pretty you good. Know, I think, I think we we spent a lot of time. I think we're talking about, you know, some of the, some of the issues with, with, you know, Avengers Endgame, but I, I think it's time we, we maybe transition to talking about, you know, solutions, like ways that they can sort of address this and fix this. And, and kind of going back, I think, to what Q said earlier about sort of how there's this sort of scope creep of the Marvel series, right? You know, they were, they were going into space, right? They're fighting these, you know, impossible kind of Cthulian beasts, you know, beyond the comprehension of, of, of mankind. And it was just getting way out of hand, right? And so the question is, you know, what, what brought that back to Earth, right? What brought that down and allowed, you know, Marvel to really kind of focus on, on what mattered and, and scale everything back, right? And I like to think it was, you know, an event, you know, near and dear to many of our hearts, uh, 9-11. And I think that, you know, that really was the turning point for comic books. Oh, my God. Books, right? Like, it was like, oh, yeah, you're fighting all of these, you know, intergalactic beasts. But, you know, these monsters beyond, like, mankind's comprehension, right? But what, what's the real risk? What's the real danger to That's right. Muslims. And, you know, that's why I really liked Eternals, right? It, it's kind of seemed like it was going, going to be go, it was going in the direction of, of getting back to just, like, racism. I was sitting in the theater, right? And I, I'm, I'm watching. I had not heard anything about the Eternals um, before I had seen it, right? And I was like, okay. right? Like, I sat down. I was in the movie theater. I was with my buddy. And it comes on, and they start talking about this this intergalactic invading race of monsters called uh, the Celestials. And I, I told them like they're not they're not called that, right? Like that's that's like they're, they're fucking with us. The that, that's first, not actually the first Marvel one. movie. The first Marvel movie directed by an Asian woman, and the uh, the existential threat is the oh, Celestials. Yeah. And then they're like, what's, what's the backstory to, like, two of our characters? Like, yeah, they just, like, murked, like, 100,000 Japanese people. <laughs> like, they just, like, yeah, just, they showed up. And that was the best part. They got in. It wasn't even a throwaway line. Like, like I worked on the, the Hanford project. It was like, no, we actually have to have them go to Hiroshima. There was weird anti-Asian racism in Endgame, too, that, um... Now that you mention it uh, about the, I mean, not in the same scale as what you're talking about, but here's a, here's some weird anti-Asian racism in in, in Endgame that you just reminded me of. So Hawkeye becomes um, Ronan, and he's just straight murking people. But I think it's very telling that they make him go to Asia to rack up his body count because I think for somehow they're kind of less than human. They don't count. Like if he was in America, killing like white criminals or something. I think after the movie, when he became reformed, it would be kind of a problem. Like, dude, you were just murdering. Yeah, you, you uh, just you just out here killing motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you, you were just killing people. You 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 became a mass murderer for five years uh, because because right. you have, you were traumatized. So you just started killing people. But for some reason, the fact that there are non English speaking Asian cartoonish stereotypes, it's almost like 
okay, he wasn't really killing people. He's just killing, uh, you know, Asians. It was, I just thought that was the most weirdly racist uh, not, not uh, just, thing. Not just, I mean, good... not any Asians. He was killing Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah. The only Asian people that strike fear into the heart of the white man. What? Why? There weren't there weren't criminals in America to kill. Like, what, why do you travel to become a mass murderer? I don't understand. Well, you got to think about it. Like, I mean, what are, is he gonna like take on like the modern? Like, if he took, because here's the thing. Like, okay, let's say that he's he's gonna stay in the U.S. Like, okay, is he gonna take on the mafia? Like, he's gonna take on like fifteen I guys. I kind of feel like I, I kind of feel like, like 15, if he was out here. Fifteen guys in New Jersey, like you know, like. Yeah, no, that's, oh, yeah, but I that was, was like, yeah, no one's going to believe George that. Bridge to kill a bunch of guys in Jersey City, I feel like that would also be kind of racist. It would be anti-Italian racism. Well, no, like, I mean, also, you know, they, they didn't want to remind the Italian-American community of the time that, uh, what was it, the QAnon guy that just, like, murked the head of the Gambino crime family. Like, that, that you know, bringing that up. Oh, and, shit, and I forgot of, that of, happened. Of... That guy, that guy. <laughs> I never even heard about this one. He's awesome. <laughs> He, that's literally the I, only don't body let people hear. Yeah, don't I, let people, I think don't of let the, the QAnon movement. That. Yeah, I, I would what? say don't let the wrong person hear you say that because I mean, you you could get touched too. You're not too far away. That's that is true. Well, no, they wouldn't they wouldn't go into it. Like I'm in I'm in the Polish neighborhood. Like it's it's pretty safe. Like they're they're not going to go after Pol. Like QAnon is not going to go after Polish. I'm just I'm just throwing that. Out. But <laughs> but regardless. Um, God, where was I? Uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, but that's the thing. Like, where are you going to, you could have him like fighting, like, you know, like Mexican mafia, like MS-13, but that, you know, I mean, that that's like straight up, like that has like its own political kind of valence, right? I mean, that's sort of literally that, that would be like the most right-wing movie that would have been made by the Marvel franchise, right? Well, I mean, guys let's, just not, like, let's not forget though that like, you know, Iron Man, I, you know, broke into the Marvel Comics universe by like indiscriminately killing a bunch of uh, uh, killing a bunch of Muslims, right? Like, yeah, they, that, they that weren't even. Post, yeah. That was post nine eleven, and and everybody loved yeah. Iron Man, right? Everybody loved it because they were like, yeah, no, no, this is this is realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they, this is yeah, like actually what we did. Like, yeah, fire off this little tiny rocket and, and blew up this like, uh, God, I forget what kind of Russian tank it was, but yeah, he he, he blows up a tank with this tiny rocket, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing, and I was like. Hey yo, we're we're going back to this again. Yeah, yeah that's like, that's crazy stuff. Looking back, you're right. Yeah, like I mean, you know, Iron Man. Like people were sitting, like, what? How much more insane would the Highway of Death be if if Iron Man gets there? You know, that's, that's <laughs> sort of the question that was asked by that scene. No, I'm just yeah. So like, you know, it was there's a lot of great stuff that went on with the Eternals. Right, like you know, Chloe Zhao like tricked a Pakistani man into having to dance like a Bollywood movie. Like literally, like apparently, I I, re- I remember reading this, but like yeah, she like straight up lied to like uh, Kumail uh, Nanjiani. By the way, T T, what's going on, bro? It's not, it's not like you're, it's not like you're moving. Oh yeah, I forgot to hit the mute button. My bad. Okay. Oh yeah, but but yeah, she basically kind of was like, oh yeah, like. You know, because they, they brought it up when he was signing the contract before he did, like, Anavar. You know, before he was like, well, you know, if I am going to, like, abuse, like, <laughs> the state, if I'm, yeah, I'm going to go on, like, a U.S., like, you know, like, Green Beret, 
like a, a green beret cycle of steroids. Like I, and if I'm gonna turn myself, to. did he even take his shirt off in that whole film? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 what happened? What I what I read was that uh, when the producers came out and said, "Yeah, we didn't ask him to do that. He just did it on his own." And I think he thought he was going to be, be. I think when he heard he was being cast in a Marvel movie, he thought, "Oh, I'm going to be the brown Chris Evans." And then the script came and like, "Hey, dude, there's no, there's nothing for you to do here as that requires <laughs> that requires that." So he, I think he's got ahead of himself, and you know, it didn't. Yeah, it like, didn't I mean, matter and the thing is, the like. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, be careful if you set out to be the the brown Chris Evans, you don't become like the Marvel Chris Benoit. You know, you, know, you hit those you hit those like that juice a little too hard, like it can it can really send you over the edge. But you know, I, I think that that was you know because like before he had signed the contract to uh, to to be in the Marvel to be in um, in the Eternals, they that like because they said, oh yeah, there's going to be a scene where you're like dancing. And he was like, well, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not from India. I'm from like Pakistan. We don't, we don't really do that in our movies. <laughs> and like, or really, you know, I, I also just grew up in the U.S., I think. Yeah. So like, it's not exactly like something I'm like good at at all. Like literally there are probably white people that are better at doing like Bollywood dancing than me. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll write that out. And he's like, okay, cool. So he, you know, he basically like goes through like six steroid cycles. He's like gained, you know, 40 pounds his back looks like the like craters of like the moon it's just a mess. even even his even his jaw is like is like ridiculous oh he's swear like, shit. Uh, yeah a caveman a caveman jaw no he's he's like massive now and 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 he was like you know at this point like he you know his like his junk just doesn't work anymore do you remember like, well, um, that, remember that movie he did with uh dave bautista um god what was it called uh stuber remember that shit Ah oh, no! I, I saw the even... ad. For, I saw the ad for it, but I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Wait, was it Dave Bautista? Okay. Well, anyway, he, yeah. He does this film with. Uh, he does this film, and he he plays this like, you know, this like this really like scrawny like nerdy Uber driver, and it, it's just really funny because like, uh, by by the time his uh, his cast photos, yeah, it was Dave Bautista. That time his his uh, his, his you know his, his photos came out. Oh, sorry, not his cast photos, but like the the photos of him, you know, hitting the gym real hard. I'm like, this dude, because in the film he was playing this guy that like Dave Bautista could have just kicked the shit out of at any moment. I'm like, this guy could actually like not only like hold his own against, but probably like fin- like do a cootie bra move against Dave Bautista. Like he probably could hit like the Steiner recliner against him with the amount of muscle that he has on now, and it was for nothing. It was all for nothing. Oh yeah, well I mean he's basically becoming like the real life Hulk. You know, like that's it. Like, like, except instead of like in two minutes, he gets massive. He's just like it takes him like three months. <laughs> yeah, he's, but like, yeah, I, so then, I, 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 you know, what was I think face? maybe he was hoping if he showed up that jacked, they would be forced to give him uh, some great action set pieces because they'd be like, hey, we don't want to miss waste all this muscle, you know. But uh, they gave him didn't work out that way. Yeah, and they were like, okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that he said, like, wow, we love the fact you put on muscle. So remember when we told you about how you weren't going to have to do any Bollywood dancing? And he's like, yeah, and they're like, well, we, we want it. Like, yeah. like, you're actually going to have to do it. It's in the script. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And at that at that stage, like, you've already, like, you know, you've already injected, like, Anovar into, like, every, you know, your, your like, arms are, like, you know, the blood vessels are collapsing. It's like, you just, you have to go. 
right? Like, you're in for a penny, you have to go up to bowl nine yards. So I really appreciated some of the, the, the kind of deep underlying race science that they put into the Eternals. And, and you know, I think that might be the future of, of Marvel movies, right? You know, it's like, we're just, they're like, we're just going to have to get racist. That. That's, that's the key. That's the, the golden age of Marvel movies was when Iron Man was just being like kind of casually racist. And, and that's it. Yeah, that's the only way. Uh, somebody the only a- way to save the series. Somebody asked in the live chat, uh, wasn't that kind of addressed in the Hawkeye TV series? I thought Hawkeye killed a bunch of people in the NYC. I have no idea, but even if it was, the Russos did not write that. Like, you don't get a get-out-of-jail-free card by a later um, work, um, you know, getting your fat out of the fire. You know what I mean? Like, uh, as the movie stands, as far as I remember, uh, he went to Asia to kill Asians. And, yeah, and the TV show, like, he's a, he's just a family guy living a regular life until he gets sort of pulled into this uh, criminal plot that I can't even remember what the details of it were. But, like... You know, but by by the time the Hawkeye TV show would come out, like in his own timeline, he was sort of a, a retired superhero, uh, just being a trash dad like me. Yeah, yeah yes. So, so it's different writers, house, different. Like, you have the opportunity to become like. I think you broke up. I didn't hear. Oh no! I, I was just saying. Oh, I don't know what happened. You know, and, okay. you know you're, you're, he's retired. He's a superhero. He's not, you know, out there anymore. And then, you know, the government shows up and they're like, you have a chance to just like murder a bunch of foreigners. And, and you know, as as a retired former, you know, member of the government, you know, as he is, he's like, yeah, of course, that's obvious. No, that's like, actually that is that. actually true. Yeah, he he does <laughs> yeah. end up like going on to murder a bunch of foreigners again. Yeah, and then and like later they're like, oh yeah, he, it's it's sort of like when a cop shoots someone, and and like there's like one right wing guy because like people will be like, oh like obviously cops are super racist, and there'll be like one or two what right wing guys who are like, oh he also killed a lot of white people too, just like <laughs> just F- <laughs> FYI, yeah, like they didn't just like black people, they killed a lot of innocent. They went back to they fell back on the whole like um, the like late nineties sort of early two thousands. Um, films that had already been wrapped before 9-11 tropes, which was that uh, they substituted Eastern Europeans, you know, oh, wearing yeah. these tracksuits. Yeah, Serbians? Yeah, 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 that was like a great, like, They literally two... called them the tracksuit mob. They literally called them the, the tracksuits. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, like, you know, we forget about it, but, like, you know, 24, which famously became, like, the most Islamophobic the most grim and humorless, like, Islamophobic and, like, just kind of racist show probably to run on American TV post 9-11, I'd say. Certainly the longest run. Um, season one uh, was not about uh, Muslim terrorists. It was no, about... No, it was uh, about Ivan, Ivan Birko. Like, it was against uh, those, uh, those two brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, um... It was, like, Serbian guys that were in a blood feud, which, is, which was basically, yeah, like, was, the equivalent yeah, of just, period. like nondescript like muslim guy <laughs> no there was there was that, that uh, period of time but like in, in a lot of ways i think you're right like the mcu is kind of getting back to that uh like racist but not actually racist but if you think about it it is racist uh yeah and, and, and earth, earth villain making yeah it's like the you know the what is it like the, the law like the arc of history is long uh but it always bends towards justice like yeah, the, lo- the arm of American 
culture is long, but it always, or the arc of American culture is long, but it always bends towards racism. Yeah, it totally like does. Eventually, you just, you gotta get, you gotta get back to the, you know, the old, the old haunts, the old, uh, you know, the old, the old kind of stereotypes. And it's like, yeah, it's like, of course, like, we're going back to the good old, like, the, the, the well-tread ground, which is just, you know, looking at other people and being like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if, like, Hawkeye just, like, bugged out in like tokyo like how cool would that be? yeah i mean uh, and and it's kind of it's kind of funny that 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 flew like you know like how many eyeballs did i have to pass by you know so and the yeah. way actually actually not even that even, even after it came even after it came out very few people seemed to be upset by it he just was going there and just murking japanese people and then it was considered like not a not a big deal yeah and and, uh, and is and you know everybody talks about how like american culture like impacts you know violence but does anybody you know has anybody sat down and like actually connected maybe like hawkeye to what happened to shinzo abe i don't think so I don't think that's happening. <laughs> or maybe they should. I'm just saying, like, it was really weird that one part of Hawkeye where his mom, like, got really into, like, the Unity Church and was just, like, kind of rolling with it. I'm just saying. I- I'm-, I'm saying, like, an article could be written in the about that. And, like, at least 40 people would would have re- would read it and, and comment on it. So... Yeah, you know, I'm just throwing out ideas if anybody's here. And and really, honestly, like, you know, to go back to my original point, you know, if you really want to fix Marvel movies, instead of, you know, watching more Marvel movies, maybe, you know, consider picking up, like, one of Saeed Kudin's books, you know. Maybe, like, think about, you know, some more of that. Because, like, that will bring, you know, the, the MCU back. You know, if we get 9-11 too, like, we will have a better, you know, a better superhero movies, I think. It'll be the one thing that will allow us to sort of reset uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know? So I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, if anybody in the audience, I'm not saying you are, but. Okay, so uh, we have two more people. Uh, thank you, Rory. Uh, we want to end it. Never, with... never come back to this show, Rory. Yeah, and now, and now you will be banned from uh, we're gonna end it with with Gam with Gamby Man. Uh, so we're doing Saeed and then Gamby Man, but Gamby Man's gonna be the last one. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks again, Rory. Enjoyed it. And uh, let's see, Saeed. Yeah, just hit unmute on the bottom. Yeah, hear me now. Oh yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I just have three quick points. I'm not gonna like be super long, but long winded. But like, um. The, the the first point I was, I was going to talk about is like you guys were talking at the start of this like pod or whatever. You guys were you guys were, were talking about how like um the um the the the, the, the like the, the the way that they depicted the snap is like super stupid. But also like another thing that's like really stupid about that was like Thanos's entire plan is stupid. Like Thanos is like if you just ignore the, like Malthusian logic of his plan and just 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 take it for granted that that the overpopulation is a thing that's real, like. Thanos, the he, he, the the um the the um the, the Infinity Gauntlet grants you the power to destroy half of the people in the universe. Why not just use the the, the Infinity Gauntlet to increase the universe's um all resources by by um by doubling it or quadrupling it, and you can just continuously do that. Since I'll, tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Exact, I'll tell you exactly why. Because there is this like strand of politics among progressives that is deep. Yes, Malthusianism, like green yeah. fascism. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So like they were trying to make it in some ways an analog for um, what we're dealing with as far as, you know, uh, like climate change and um, basically like, you know, food scarcity is going to become a thing. And the thing is like people in a lot of Hollywood people are really captivated by this idea. Uh, you know, people like even like um, Meghan Markle and Prince Andrew uh, themselves were saying like, oh, you know, we don't have we don't, we don't want to have more children because we don't want to contribute to the overpopulation. Crisis. It's so it's like, stupid. It's so like stupid. there is no overpopulation crisis. It's some shit that you made. It's up a fucking resource um, hoarding price resource allocation problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like none of them have ever none of them have ever actually spoken to people that aren't like sponsoring Greta Thunberg or like uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, God. Um, anyway, the the the. Uh, David Attenborough, like, you know, they, they, uh, they listen to these types that have been, um, like these types that have been like heavily influenced by, uh, the, the population bomb and think that they're actually progressive because they're committing some sort of a self-sacrifice or at least encouraging people to engage in self-sacrifice to save the planet. But it's like, what you're proposing doesn't actually save the planet. What you're proposing is to tell people in developing nations that they shouldn't be able to have enough children to overcome high infant mortality rates and the fact that like labor um, forced productivity would drop through the floor if they didn't have so many children. So they don't actually think about this stuff to any great extent. So that's why they had Thanos like, you know, going with this, this Malthusian experiment and nobody even bats an eyelash. But then the second, yeah, the second cause... part about that, do they not think that like the, 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 the half of the population that is left behind are not just going to reproduce again and thus, Exactly. That's also another stupid yeah. thing. But 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 like all the writers are are, are in Hollywood are stupid. But but like where was I going to go with that? Um, you would. Oh my god! I totally forgot. Lost my thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yes. I sorry I did that to you. No, it's something something I've been thinking about for a long time. It's just like that that um, that narrative choice was like I saw exactly where it came from, and this is why when when uh, people see me like you know uh, people will see me on Twitter like say mean things about Greta Thunberg and all about all these like uh, you know these, these eco socialists. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not, 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 I got my thought back again. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I was, yeah. I was say, like, people, people get really mad at me for like, well, why are you criticizing a child? And oh, you know, people are just like trying to help the planet. And like, no, no, actually, they're using the they're using existing crises um, that are due to resource allocation to try and do like woke eugenics and basically say that. All of you people that we consider to be useless eaters should not be populating the earth. Also, we're going to come and take your natural resources. So, you know, it would be great if you could just like do, do a little bit of family planning and take up less space and less of our time so that we can actually get what we want from you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that all the, the like population shrinking stuff, all, all that's going to do is that is like it, it, it's also going to do is, is like create more resources give more resources to like the Elon Musk and like the um, Bill Gates of the world to hoard. The problem is that they hoard resources that it's, it's not that a yeah. population problem, but, 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 but to my other two points or, or, or let, let me wrap this one up first. Like I, 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 I'm willing to overlook Malthusianism and, and if, if the art worker is, is banging, I'm sorry. Like, like attack on Titan, that's super Malthusian, but I don't care that that's slap. So I like it, but, the, the, it doesn't even the story doesn't even make sense it doesn't even flow like like the 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 um the characters the the, the character reasoning doesn't make any sense like if Thanos is this noble guy why doesn't he just double the resources but whatever and and that, that, then my second point is phase four is absolutely going to suck because marvel the marvel universe sucks posing why why dc is better than marvel like 
the the, the Marvel universe it, 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 it it's so it, it's it's so like cosmic and so like, like it's big but it's that, so that, small. Yes, yeah, yeah, like like like, like it, I don't it, think and, people... and, and Phase Four is really exposing Marvel. Like like it, like DC yeah. would be able to do this if the if the um the people who who made movies who wrote scripts for DC weren't afraid of the actual like the actual um stories because DC like you 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 have Batman and you have like those sort of grounded stories with like the League of Shadows and um the Robins and stuff like that. Then you have more crazy things like 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 the, the Flash family and the Speed yeah. Force. Then you have the, the new God and stuff like that. And and because there's like because everything is is more rough there there are different areas there are different colors and tones to the universe it creates like something that's more bigger scale and stuff like that and so when when you bring it together for a, a justice league or whatever or like a young justice you actually get this sense of scale marvel everything is so cosmic that it actually becomes flat and everything becomes like sort of mundane it's, it's, it's if i can explain that problem. yeah the, um, the yeah problem all over again yeah. I don't see how that's true though, because they have things like the Punisher and Spider Man and Daredevil and Street and stuff, and, and then they have Guardians on. of the Galaxy. But I, I think when people like one company more than another, they kind of create and exaggerate these differences. But I mean, to me, everything you said I think applies to Marvel too. I mean, they got no. their small <laughs> people true. and they have their big people. Yeah, it's totally the same. No, to no, me. no, I, it's, it's, no, no. I don't think he's talking about like there aren't uh, characters that are small scale. I think he's more talking about like. The universe the as a whole. Yeah, the stakes of the story and the size of the universe. Whereas, like, I think one of the problems but, that the Marvel Universe has, and, and it, I think the MCU really exacerbates this, I don't think people really understand how, how big the universe is. Like, the idea that uh, the universe could be running out of resources is, like, in itself laughable. Because how do you even know that the same kinds of resources are needed by uh, humanoid people, which is the ones we interact with? But then also, like, how do we know that, like, everything exists within three dimensions? How, how, do we even get to the, how do we even get to the idea that, like, planets are capable of communicating without, uh, like, addressing the scope of distance between planets and between, like, even, like, uh, bodies in space? Space is yeah. a huge fucking place, and I think one of the problems that the MCU has is that they, they don't exactly... Make, like they don't help you to understand that scope, and I think <laughs> but everything really is flat. But, like nothing. Like, but I don't it, see there that, is, there is no like polar color or anything. I don't see how DC is any different. Like like people traveling from Earth one to Earth two, but just using a treadmill. Like like it's supposed to be a whole different <laughs> alternate. Like 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 the, they make Earth two seem like down the street. Like uh, in the pre crisis days, the Earth one Justice League, you should just drop in and visit the Earth two Justice League. Like you were just. Going down the street, you know, to see to see grandpas. It's very. I, I mean, I'm not saying you guys are wrong about no, more, Marvel, more so, more so in the more so in the sense is what I was trying to say was that like the uh, the conceit of Endgame and the uh, the Infinity War, like the central conceit of it, um, incredible. Like it shrinks the universe because it basically says that the universe is not big enough for all of us, and it, it's yeah. just it's impossible. To, it's impossible to fathom that the universe is not big enough for all organisms. Because organisms themselves are like the vast, vast, vast minority of what exists. I, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying I don't see being beyond DC do the same thing. I mean, these places just exchange the same writers back and forth, and the story that they can't use in one company they'll spring to another. Like I, like, I don't think there's such a thing as a house style between either company uh, anymore, really. You know, they're, they're both just the same. No, I don't think so. I, I mean... No, no, no. Because, no, no. like, for, for example, I, I'm going to use, like, the, have you watched the anime series Young Justice? 
or at least the, the the first seasons, three seasons of Young Justice. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. it I've seen bad. it before. Yeah, yeah, like for, when you watch Young Justice, they they, they are they are like they're they're just able to, to to they're able to have like cosmic um villains and stuff like that cosmic level villains and stuff like that but also you get the feeling for it because it's like balanced out with with more mundane threats and stuff like that it, I, I don't i don't get that with marvel it, with marvel everything like seems flat like nothing really matters like like they're they're never they're not they're not stakes to deaths or anything like that like every single character is is, 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 is as strong as superman would be in the dc universe to me that that's that, that's what i'm it, it i mean i i I, guess, but I just i just don't i just don't see it i mean like they have people like daredevil they have people like hawkeye and they have uh and, and, and hawkeye's to... fighting like loki like 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 with with bow and arrows and stuff Okay, if that's the case, Batman killed Darkseid with a gun. Did that happen? Wait, 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 wait. Batman <laughs> had what, like, like a suit that was forged from like... like see, the see that's the thing. You like DC, so you're making these different excuses for it. They're both the same shit. There's nothing different between them. Like, 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 like suddenly there's a, there's a reason why he can kill some, him with a gun because you like, you like DC. But, Listen, man. I mean, I, I, I mean I, Batman I, I, kills... I, I, I Batman beats you. up the whole... Batman beats up the whole Justice League by himself. We're supposed to believe it. Like, he can just knock out everybody. Like, DC is so weird with that that um, so, in yeah, any I try, given I tried to, to hold you, bro, but I can only carry you so far. Yeah, okay, yeah. In, okay. In, in, in any given fight in DC, for some reason they have this weird thing that the person who has the least powers somehow always does the best. Like Deathstroke will destroy the whole Justice League like single handedly, and it'll be because he just planned so well and he has these super. Is it because it's, like... just, it's cool to see, see characters that know martial arts fight? That's the only reason why. That's, that's, see, that's, see, that's, see, yeah, you have an out for every time it happens in DC. They're the same shit. The, there's no difference to me. Like, like Marvel. Both, well, uh, Marvel I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Marvel like, like has that too. Marvel kind of has that as well. We're like in the, um, you know, the old man Logan story, and this actually happens a lot in like sort of like alternate universe stories where, like, there's been some sort of like a superhero apocalypse. But then you know, people like the Red Skull and Kingpin and Green Goblin will always, like, they'll they'll end up winning out over. Uh, oh, I I, I totally heroes. agree. I totally yeah. agree. I mean, my, but that's my point. I think they're both the same. I don't really see, see much of a difference between the uh, two of them, except for maybe like DC is a little more confusing because they retcon. I mean, they reboot a little more often. But other than that, I think both companies uh, they've lost Wait, any so, type so, of real so, distinction. So, 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 so just what with like the MCU, don't you think like there's like a like like something that just seems flat about it? Like every like there's there that, that can't just be me. Like I'm gonna it, tell you straight. I'm gonna tell you straight up. Like nah man the, the mc uh, i'm talking about the mc specifically you say dc no, the, is the same thing but like no like, the dceu was worse i would say like there's like glimmers of hope for the dceu because they haven't like they, they haven't made as many movies so and, and also the movies seem to be at best very loosely related like there are some sort of central movies and there's others on the mm -hmm. periphery like like shazam is sort of on the periphery periphery of the DCEU. Oh, or, oh uh, no, the, 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 a lot of the DCEU movies suck, but, but I'm, I'm just talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe specifically. Yeah. Like, like, like whenever I, I watch those movies, like, I, I don't know, the universe just seems boring to me. Like, like, I, I agree with you in the flatness of the MCU. I, th I think um, because making everything interrelated into one story, I think does kind of flatten everything because now you have to have Spider-Man fight the same type of battles to, as a Doctor Strange. Like, I, I yeah. agree with you on the, MC, on the MCU. Like, like, like uh, Spider-Man shouldn't be shouldn't be saving the multiverse. That's not a Spider-Man type uh, threat, but because 
they have to make everything lead to the same stories. Um, I do, I do agree with you on, on, on that. Like, like Moon Knight is saving the universe apparently too. And this, and I think that's a bit uh, too much. So as far as the cinematic universe, I agree with you. I just think in the comic books, they're both the same shit. I don't, I don't really see a difference between either of the universes really anymore. Oh yeah. And then my, my third point is like, um, you, you were talking about how like the trend of um, characters being replaced by with themselves in uh, in comics, and like, like that, they remind me of this the manga called Gantz. Did, have have either guys have um, read? Oh Gantz yeah, 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 yeah. Gantz is yeah. like a that's a psychedelic comic if I've ever seen one. Yeah, yeah very it's, it's like this horror psychedelic um, sci-fi thing. But basically, in in Gantz, when you die, when when certain people die, they go to this room. And and it's there's this like black orb that like that like um scans them and like recreates the body and Gantz really plays with that concept of like a character is not re- reincarnated per se but like 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 but by, by reproducing them in that way or like replacing them with themselves they they become different characters so we see like some character that 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 was heroic in in their like past life quote unquote become like a coward in a new life because a totally different person with with different circumstances. And stuff like that. So, so that that just reminded me of Gantz. How, how like a good way to write those replacement stories. And that's all I have to say. No problem. Thanks for uh, calling. And, yeah, and, and I think like it's not even a mistake with Marvel. I think they want to cheapen the different. I think they it's a feature, not a bug. They want these clone versions of um, themselves to be treated as the same because if it can make you not care about um essence then you know what else can they get you to not to not care about and it's um yeah i mean i do think the comics are getting like really bad for everything i read about them and i wonder if they can even pull themselves out of this nosedive but um we'll see um hey gamby and uh also um geo i don't know if you heard but we're ending it with um gamby i don't want you to just wait for nothing in the queue but because uh, I don't want to go on like too much, too much later. I got, got to get ready for tomorrow. But uh, uh, but make sure to call next week. You can even pick up on the same topic if you want. If no matter what the topic is next time, Geo, if you want to just um, pick up on whatever you're going to say today, we'll let you um, um, change the topic for that period. Okay. Hey, Gamby. Um, by all means, feel free to unmute. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you well. You sound good. Yeah. Okay. Good. I just I just wanted to say um, I don't have too much to say. I think as far as where um, like Marvel is right now, I think when it comes to Phase Four, I think they're lacking a lot. But I think it's primarily because they don't really have a. I think they don't have a real point anymore. I think to a lot of people. Um, I think after after Endgame, I think the thing about Endgame is, is that. It, it all led up to this and it happened now and there's nothing else really like what more can you really do like you fulfilled the promise that you said you were going to do and now I it's think, like I, I think I think it's part of it but I think the second problem like they wrapped up everything they want to do but they also kind of broke all the toys on the way out so that even, even after they were done with the toys like you can be playing with the toys and you've run out of games to play with the toys right but then you leave them intact for everyone else to use after but they were done they had nothing else to do like okay we did what we wanted to do now let's just break half the toys with a hammer 
and then the next people have to come in. So like I do think the new people coming in are incompetent, but I think the Russo people did not help them in any in any way. Like, well, well, I think well, I think what's going on with like a lot of the movies now is is that, and I, I you, you kind of I think uh Saeed, they kind of alluded to this um like or I think Elizabeth like the movies are kind of getting more exposed now because it's like I think when you had all the rest of them at least not at post phase one I'd say like around like 2016 like to like 2019 up to end game. Like, I think that was like the peak of the MCU. But I think that's because it became clearer that, you know, where they're going with it. Like, you know, it's going to the Infinity Saga and, you know, it's going to be Thanos. And if you look at a lot of the movies, it felt like you couldn't miss them, like, at, at a certain point. Because you feel like you were going to miss something. they like big TV shows, like expensive TV shows now. And it's like, if you miss Guardians of the Galaxy, you're going to miss this Infinity Stone or something or some tidbit about something larger, you know, than the very film that you're going to see. And I think that's something for a lot of people to hang on. I know it definitely happened from, uh, for Captain Marvel. I mean, they marketed Captain Marvel in between uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Like, they, they put her in there. You, that's probably why it made over a billion dollars. It was like, right in between those films, you felt like you had to go see it. It didn't matter what it was. And, you know, people... I think that helped those films. I do think they're mediocre. But I think and didn't it feel like kind of a something. letdown with Captain Marvel too? Like, not even just the plot. I mean, not even just the craft of the movie, but I mean like how important she was. Like they made her seem like she was going to just, she's like, she's supposed to be stronger than Thor the way they marked. Yeah. They mean like she's going to, she's going to wreck shop and like uh, turn everything around. And she just kind of, yeah, Nick, Nick Fury up. has her, yeah, Nick Fury has her in his his his, his contacts, and they, they put it on there, and it's like she doesn't do anything. I'm like, well, what's the point of this character then? Like, she just comes in at the last minute and starts punching. Yeah, and I thought that that was actually more sexist in doing that. Like, if if you're gonna set her up, then like let her save the whole day. But you know, it was fake. At the end of the day, it's still the same main men who save who saved the day. That's what um, I hate about a lot of this kind of feminism. They do this kind of feminism in, in these movies, right? Where they are still kind of scared. Like, um, for example, like, 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 like in The Lion King. Remember The Lion King? Uh, Nala could always keep beating up Simba and everything, and that was <laughs> an idea of, like, a cool type of feminism. But at the end of the day, yeah. Simba, even though he's... We're he's still going to be the one beating Scar and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 so what's the point? If anything, you've actually reinforced that um, unqualified men deserve to uh, <laughs> be in the top. Like, like call yeah, it the Lion I... Queen. Call it the Lion Queen and let her be the hero. And I feel that way with that dumb stuff, like with Miss Marvel. They do all this stuff to kind of hype you up. They even give her a couple of punches with the Thanos. But at the end of the day... It wasn't anything, so it's it's bullshit. No, it was just yeah. They just sold the movie. You know, they wanted the character here, and, and it made money. Like I said, you know, that's that's the point of it. You know, they made they that, but that, but it really you right right. She didn't serve like as much of a purpose as she was built up like the rest of the Avengers in that movie, especially the I original. Would say, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be perfectly honest and say that um, there's a couple of things. One that uh, they they made her an almost universe breaking character with the because they didn't really define what her power set was in the Captain Marvel film. So that was that was A. And then B, I think Brie Larson sort of talked herself out of having a much bigger role in the MCU. Like I think if she had been oh, no. less insufferable towards the fans, um, it would be a completely different story. And then we would see 
a phase four MCU that's anchored by Captain Marvel. But, you know, I think part of the reason that we're not seeing that is just because you can't, and I don't know why it is, Disney in particular is really bad for this. They have the stars and producers of their films, like, openly, uh, like, not just disdaining, but, like, straight up insulting fans. Like, so the people that were ostensibly the most excited about the product that it is that you're releasing, you basically just, like, call them, you know, racists and misogynists and all kinds of other bigotry because they don't like your product. And it's like, I I don't know that that's actually true. People were really hyped about Scarlet, uh, about, uh, sorry, about Black Widow. And they're even willing to extend the goodwill that the, the Black Widow film didn't deserve because of its release date. Uh, they still went and watched it. It was dumb as hell, and by that time, by by that point, they completely like. Didn't, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, no they like fully dismantled the character from yeah from from what she originally was. But like, yeah, I don't know that there's been. I don't know that there's any part of the MCU fandom that like doesn't like women superheroes because women superheroes have been part of the MCU from the very get go. Yeah. So I mean, and, and then and then you call people racist because like, uh, you know, like they don't. Um, they're not. They're not. Uh, I don't know. They're. Uh, Oh, sorry, they, sorry. They call it Star Wars fans racist. They call it Star Wars fans racist because of uh, Riva in Obi Wan, and it's like, no, you just released a really bad product. Like you, you gave everyone the heads up, like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, you know, Star Wars fans uh, are probably gonna lose their shit about Riva in Obi Wan. Just to let you know, there's gonna be a lot of racism, and it's like, no, you just released a garbage show. So it's it's something about yeah. the way that Disney has just had like an open I, I, hatred. I think a fans. lot of that. Yeah, and I think a lot of that start. I I, I kind of remember when I think you, you said Brie Larson. I I forgot about that. That you know, but I think yeah, she she kind of had some of that because I remember she was talking about like critics and stuff. And I feel like that's kind of like that might have gotten like out of hand for what it actually meant. Like you know about you know diversity of people or whatever criticizing something. Now it's like it almost feels like well, just don't criticize it basically instead of you know. Uh, you know, we should have more diverse critics giving, you know, and people should be able to have opinions. It's like, well, I don't want you to criticize this at all, basically, in, in a way. I think that's that's kind of what happened there. But I think, like I said, I just want to say, like, lastly, I just want to say, like, largely, I just think ultimately they don't have, in my opinion, I, I saw Thor, I saw the, the new Thor, and, you know, it's kind of like, he's there, and, you know, they're doing things, things Thor happen, but it's like, a, yeah, it's, like, yeah, I didn't care, like, Nothing like nothing about it was like that. In- I, mean, I, I feel like nothing about it was that interesting. I wasn't even crazy about Ragnarok either, to be honest. But at least you know you there was there were certain points that would happen, especially especially at the end, you know. But that's my thing. None of this stuff- the one thing, the one thing I liked yeah. about Ragnarok, right, was that it was the only Marvel movie that wasn't trying to be grayed out, you know, that washed out color palette. They actually had a bright color palette, that's number one. And it was the only Marvel movie that actually tried to incorporate Kirby, Jack Kirby aesthetics. Like, he really leaned into making it look like Jack Kirby. And that's one thing I hate about the Marvel stuff is they make everything look generic. Like, Black Panther looks like Dubai. You know, they, they could have made it look like funky, um, a Jack, Jack Kirby type of machinery. They did right. the same thing with Eternals. Eternals should have looked Jack Kirby after the zoo, and it just looked generic Zack Snyder-ish almost. And uh, that's the one thing I liked about Ragnarok, which was the only movie that was willing to lean into Jack Kirby. But the jokes were just too much, and I hated that everyone had the same joking voice. You could have 
given the jokes yeah. of anybody intercha- interchangeably, and but, Thor as a but, him as a himbo is just really weird to me. Yeah, and like, well, well, like, well like, what I they're doing with him. Like, you... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I think I think um, Taika Waititi had the right tonal shift. I know, like, it was really hit or miss whether people like Ragnarok or not. I kind of liked it because um, the Kevin, uh, sorry, um, the Kenneth Branagh. Why did I almost say Kevin Klein? Yeah, the Kenneth, the Kenneth Branagh directed Thor movie was like it was epic, but also just a little bit silly. Like it, it, it had some silly elements, and uh, I, I think like it, it wanted to be a Jack Kirby ish kind of film, but it was also like the first round of um, films leading up to the Avenger. So yeah, I, I feel like he couldn't really take risks with it. Whereas with Thor Ragnarok, I was like, okay, it's good to finally see somebody just like cut loose and then like make a comic book movie, a comic book movie. Like it, it, it did feel to me like a comic book movie. Well, and yeah, maybe it wasn't for me, but it, it did feel like it was made for comic book fans. The thing I hated about, uh, about Love and Thunder. Yeah, Love and Thunder, yeah. It just, it, like, dude, like, ha- like take a moment to have a serious beat. Just oh. like. Just All of his worst info. Moment. Yeah, exactly. It, it was like everything that I've ever dis not just not just about Taika Waititi, but also about like um, filmmakers and storytellers who can't take anything seriously because seriousness is cringe. And it's like you're not exploring newfound territory here when you get into the concept of like you know like love and trauma. You're not like you're treating love as if it's a joke, and you're treating trauma as if it's a punchline. Like all of the traumatic experiences that Thor's had was turned into a punchline in the film. So yeah, you're right. It, it, it just it was, yeah, it was just, incredibly self indulgent, and it was so self referential that I think anybody who wasn't Taika Waititi couldn't possibly enjoy it. Yeah, like he just he just goes all the way, like turns it up to twelve. You know, he goes from zero to twelve on in that film. Like he didn't care. Like he just like he plays Guns and Roses a lot there's a recurring joke with some goats that just doesn't go away and I'm like I get it man like but it's you you could really feel it in in Love and Thunder but but really I I just say like I feel like also again it's 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 more noticeable in my opinion cuz I don't I don't know what they have going on beyond that like it's like what is this character actually going I think what hurts with uh, Taika Waititi too is that his social media persona and his interviews and his promotion, he seems to really be enjoying the smell of his own farts. And I think oh. it's not yeah. helping with the type of movie that he made because the movie seems kind of smug and self-indulgent. So then with his promotion around the movie also seems like he's so pleased, pleased with himself. You know, the, combined with the movie, I think like it's not even, acting... it's, not even it's, it's worse than that. Mm-hmm. It's not even pleased with himself. It's like it's it's this idea that like taking anything seriously is stupid. Like if you're taking this seriously, you're not in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah you know, or, or or like or you know, like he like it's almost like like you say, making fun of your own stuff, you know, and that's like supposed to be like a smart thing to do. Like oh, this is dumb comic book stuff. But it's like that's you know some of that stuff is just over it's over the top and it and it really misses some potential beats here you know making it more interesting story a more interesting character dynamics. And I haven't I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie but I heard about it uh, and what what it was about and the thing I took to myself is you can have some wall to wall jokey absurd movies but don't make them about cancer and and trauma like just make like um a wacky type of um 
movie like Deadpool and everything, and you know you can have wall to wall jokes yeah. all you want, and the stakes the stakes make it but a, even make it appropriate. Even Deadpool takes it even Deadpool takes itself somewhat seriously though. Okay, as, sure, that's true. As, as as crazy as that sounds, like there there no are less, moments no less serious than that. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah, there's there's moments in both movies where it's like okay, so like you know, the jokes are stopping for a second. Here's here's what he actually cares about. Here's what uh, like. The, the reason that he even became Deadpool, Deadpool in the first place is because of his uh, his uh, cancer diagnosis, and the, the fact that he like ended up becoming you know completely disfigured and whatever. You can tell that he was being he was amping up all of the jokes because he knows how disfigured he looks. Whereas in the Taika Waititi Thor movies, you have no idea why Thor's acting that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just start you just start doing start stuff like that. It's very inconsistent. It's, it's, it's kind of jarring to just see because I, I just don't get it. So, you know, that's that's really all I have to say, man. I don't know what y'all have been on, man. It's always been a, a minute. I just want the only one thing I wanted to say is I know y'all heard about all the movie dents and the TV shows they're releasing, man. This stuff feels it's also becoming annoying because I feel like it's become so ridiculous now. What's that? Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, you got me, bro. I can barely hear what uh, what he's saying. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, all right, all right. So no, I just, I just last thing I just I just wanted to say I'm you know get off get off the line. I just feel like nowadays it's like I saw they releasing so much stuff now, and it's like I don't you know I, I've seen it you know just kind of in passing. I didn't even intend to go see Love and Thunder, uh, but it's like I, it's like I don't feel much coming from it. It's like this, but they've got so much I can't get away from it. It's everywhere you know i, I saw the black panther tra- trailer which i'm just dreading about when that comes up uh, that's gonna be re- uh, horrible discourse. It's, gonna, I, it's gonna be a total shit show i don't i just see yeah you see what i'm saying you feel i feel a sense of dread it's it's like the hype of it it's like hold on by a shit show do you mean quality or shit show do you mean general it's gonna be a shit show in, like, in terms of it's gonna be a shit show in terms of quality and then People are not going to allow the film to be critiqued as it should be because they're so exactly. invested in this franchise succeeding that it's going to be more important to them that everybody conform to it's the politics. idea that the, the, shitty, the shitty film is actually good. So the popular reaction is not going to be – it's, it's going to still be positive even though it's going to be a bad movie. Because no, I, I agree. Be, I think the same I think it's thing. it's going to be a very vocal minority of people. I think that – I think critics are finally going to be able to say what they think of um, some of these films for the first time. I think a lot of people that reserve their criticism for the first like Panther movie is, are, are going to be maybe, maybe even overcorrect a little bit. But then the worst part is going to be having to deal with the uh, the like the, the newfound Africans, you know, like the the Wakandans. Oh yeah, the uh, new hotel. That, 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 that discovered, yeah, they discovered they were African for like five minutes, and then it became mm, cringe the again, blue- and then they started calling you hoteps. <laughs> the blue taps, the the the, the blue check old taps. Uh, yeah, exactly. Here, here's here's what I here's what I'm dreading, and this is not a observation um, original to me. Someone mentioned this on on our our Discord, but someone said, when that movie comes out, uh, how many black women save the MCU uh, think pieces are there going to be? Oh, and, and Jesus! Yeah, I think it's gonna be like twelve. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's 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 an algorithm, and you just you just it's ba- it's so bad because you know what's coming. Yeah, that's and that just makes it just 
sound like we're living in a simulation, basically. So I, I just can't take that. And, I, and Marvel has just become... Whoever said that, the, tell them to put down the lathe of heaven, because I'm already seeing the think pieces, and I know who's going to write them, too. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate y'all time, man. Like I said, I'm going to get off the line, man. Just want to let those thoughts out. Y'all have a good one, man. Yeah, yeah, you too. You too. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining us. We're actually going to come back in a couple of days to cover to cover. um, Nope. 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 Yes. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope on Tuesday. Uh, Inshallah, all all things willing, uh, we will see. Nope. Did you just say Inshallah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring you into the family too. It'll be, you know, it'll, it'll take a little while, but it's soon enough. <laughs> yeah, if we can make it if we can make it happen, uh yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see it tomorrow. So yeah, if you wanna see Nope and you wanna come in here and talk about it, or if you don't wanna see it but don't mind having it spoiled, we will um see it. I'm trying to go into it with an open mind, but I'm gonna be honest. I was one of those people that was all in on Get Out, and I have not really liked anything he's done since, whether as producer, writer, director, um, whatever. But I, I'm, I hoping, feel, I'm hoping he can, I'm, yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, like, I hope he can pull something off here, but I honestly feel Me too. that Jordan Peele and all of his imitators are, like, one of the key reasons why modern films are just so bad. Yeah, and I was really rooting for him. I'm not. I'm not like a like a hater. I saw Get Out like three or four times in in the theater. I was I was a true believer, and so it pains oh, wow. me to like you know. Yeah, yeah. I really like like Get Out, and I just have not liked anything since to the point that I'm wondering like was, was even Get Out that good? I wonder if you watch it again and see. Like I'm suddenly no, even it was gaslight, gaslight. We can, yeah, we can rewatch mm-hmm. it, and I, I think I think there are. I don't know. I think there are people that kind of gaslight themselves into thinking that like certain directors are good when they aren't, but I don't think you could really say that about Get Out. I think Get Out was a really, it was really original, and even like rewatching it, I, I like there are a lot of cinematic elements that are necessary for a film like that, and he he like he nailed them all. Yeah, in fact, that might be a good show to do, like like a Get Out uh, rewatch, like like Get Out like four years later, like like does it does it hold up? But um, no, it was yeah, uh, I mean, it was like a it was a it was a classic Hitchcock type thriller. I, I really liked it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too. So I'm 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 hoping for the best, but uh, dreading the worst. But maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised when I see it. But uh, yeah, so so come by Tuesday and watch us uh, talk about that. Um, Thanks, Q. Thanks, everybody, for being here. I usually like to remind people to sign in, but I forgot today. But uh, in, in the future, there's like 53 people like watching anonymously. If you always uh, make an account and sign in in the future. It helps the metrics of the show. And we will talk to you guys soon. Everybody be good. Crap, I fucked up. I don't remember where the end room is. Oh, here it is. Okay, later.